0: Running has always been a huge part of my life, but it's definitely taken on a whole other meaning this year, and it's really changed my training and my mindset in general. I say, you know, because his running career was unfairly cut short, I'm kind of running for the both of us now. Wow. That's how I've taken on this year, and i honestly, I've been in some of the best shape of my life, and I just, I really felt him with me, especially during Bayshore, I had a fantastic race. And it was really all, all for him. Just kind of felt him with me through that whole training. It was a very, very um, intense experience, but it was needed. It was
1: also cathartic.
0: This is Michelle Kay. This is Elise Clark.
1: This is Olivia Bear.
0: And this is the Fairy Fairyfield Field Women's, Women's 5K episode of the Pre-Race Podcast.
2: Yes, 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 yes. We've got ourselves a little special edition episode on our hands today. Extra, extra. Read all about it, or I guess in this case, listen all about it. One of the two. This is the fast women edition. This is the happy hour edition. Cheers. Cheers. It's like Sunday at five. Elise, isn't this so fun? <laughs> Elise is in it's the really sunniest. Fun. Elise is in the sunniest location in the studio, and it's a. Uh, it's toasty. It's about 90 degrees in here, I'd say. So the, the cocktails are going to definitely help us out. This is the Goddamn, These Gals is Quick edition. <laughs> this is the No Boys Allowed edition, which I like. This is the Fairy Field edition. And this is the first annual Women's 5K Time Trial edition, Season 2, Episode 13. Shout out. Shout out of today's episode is going to someone very special. To this whole project that these women have been working on. She has been very heavily involved in planning this event, but unfortunately she couldn't be here with us today to record. Miss Callie Vanderwild. Callie is a hardworking PhD. This is great. This is our... We Callie, we really catered this up for you. <laughs> Callie is a hardworking PhD student. She's a huge rock climbing enthusiast. You can find her wandering around Bird Hills. <laughs> She's the reason Elise got an Australian Shepherd, and she... Is the creative mastermind behind the logo for this wonderful event. And we all wish you were here, Callie. We miss you. You're here in spirit.
0: Love you, Callie. Love you, you Callie. Well, she'll be
2: she'll be there, right? At the at the race? I hope so. I hope so. Oh, maybe not. We're gonna peer pressure her now. Just a little. Now with microphone. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And you, Elise, you said her dog's name is River. Yep. And River's the inspiration behind your dog? Yes. And your dog's name is Sammy. Sammy. Short for sandwich. Short for
3: sandwich. That's incredible. They look like twins, except River has blue eyes and Sammy has brown.
2: Okay. There you go.
1: Sammy has her own Instagram. Do you want to plug that? At sandwich the Aussie.
2: Wow. How many (laughs) followers? He probably has more followers than the podcast, honestly.
3: It's not that many. Okay. Do they send you free stuff? I've only got a bandana. That's pretty legit. That's pretty cool. You're up there, man. That's pretty cool. (laughs) She has 113 followers. Okay.
2: I barely beat her, but not by a (laughs) lot. Sammy, you're doing good things. Okay, welcome to the PRP. This is the pre-race podcast. This is a show where we connect with runners within a week before a big race they've been preparing for. In today's case, we're still a couple weeks out from the race, but we wanted to get this one recorded and in the books and released so that the good people of the world can hear about it. And maybe come cheer you guys on in a couple Sundays from now. Is the vibe to have some people out there watching, or is the vibe to have it be kind of a private thing?
1: As many people watching and supporting as possible. Okay,
2: amazing. Well, hopefully the podcast will help out with that.
1: And if anybody wants to join, we still have some spots.
2: There's some, there's some, there's some calls to action. Yes,
1: yes. Um, We, I think currently have 11 girls. Um, We'll get more into it, but yes, um, please join.
2: Spots available. Mm -hmm. We're sending out the bat signal for the, what's it called again? It's kind of a long name.
0: The Field Women's 5K Time Trot.
2: That's great. It's a great name. It It really rolls off. Once you get it, it really rolls (laughs) off the tongue. Um, Guest hosting with me today. She is a Wayne State cross-country alum. She's a proud member of the Run Rabbit team. She is a prolific botanist. She is currently building a deck at her house. (laughs) That post you had today of you enjoying the deck while Kevin—well, there's nothing on it made Kevin, me laugh out loud.
1: He put out a piece of plywood just and was you? like, just hang out here and sip your coffee with me. <laughs>
2: it I is love that.
1: Terrifying. It's high. It's a good deck. Yeah.
2: This has got some good square footage there. Shout out to Kevin yes. for, for building that. I wish I could build a deck. I'm not quite there yet in my carpentry skills, but uh, she is returning for the second time to the PRP. Her first appearance was as a guest. And it was the premiere episode of season two. And she's now returning as guest host. I think you're the first person to do that. Oh. Mrs. Olivia DeBear. Olivia, what's Gucci? How you doing? Hey,
1: I'm great. It's
2: good to have you back on the mic.
1: Yes, I feel so much better this time around. Yeah,
2: there was a lot going on last time. <laughs> a lot. We'll talk about we'll talk about Eugenia in a sec. But yeah. first question I want to ask you. Krim was yesterday. Yeah. How'd it go?
1: It went amazing.
2: Is Crim, does Krim have different length events or is Krim just one? It's one distance, one race. Or is is there like different?
1: I think the 10 mile is the event. Okay, cool. I think there might be like a kid's like 5K or something. But but
2: the 10 mile is like the one that everyone goes for. Yes, most definitely.
1: And you'll see runners out there wearing their like, this is my 36th crim. And they'll have t-shirts and they'll like cross out every year and say, this is like 34 crossed out. And
2: how many times have you done it?
1: So this is my second time. Um, I did it last year for the first time, and it went super bad. It was like a really hot day. It was uh, 80 degrees and 100% humidity. And I told Johnny, I'm like, I'm gonna go out there and kill this thing. And Johnny was like, no, you're not Olivia. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he was right. I died, it was just hot. Was the
2: weather a little better yesterday?
1: Much better, it was like 56. It was still pretty humid, but it was 56 degrees. But this time around, I was so terrified from last year and just hurting through 10 miles. I was like, Johnny, I'm just gonna go out and have fun. And have fun turned on to this like amazing race of mine. Probably one of my best.
2: There's a lesson there, huh? Mm -hmm. That's often how it works.
1: yeah. I think I just wrote about it. I was like, take the stress off your shoulders and
2: you'll actually do better. Yeah. That's really cool. So what was your, was this like your 10 mile PR then yesterday?
1: Yeah. I mean, only second time racing a PR in the, or sorry, the 10 mile race, but yes. But I think what was more fascinating was that um at the 15k which is 9.3 miles i beat my college time of the 15k i ran the gate river run 15k in florida 10 okay. years ago and so i was like a whole minute faster so i'm officially like getting faster than college years which is yeah, awesome that's your whole goal thing is to that is that is my peers. motto like as i'm entering my 30s in a week or two wow <laughs> exciting
2: i know it's fun it's a fun one look out the 30s will get you uh okay let's talk uh, eugene a little bit
1: Oh yeah. Oh we don't have goodness. to
2: dive too deep, but you had uh, a lot there it was, was a so lot painful. going on in there, man.
1: Yeah, I had COVID. I got COVID yeah. two weeks before Eugene. Yeah. And I think I tried to play it off as a, as too cool um, during last episode. Like everything's fine. I was trying to tell myself everything was fine. It was not fine, you guys. I was like hurting from COVID for a month.
2: I don't think you had any other choice though. What what else are you gonna do? Yeah. Act like you're act like everything you've been working for isn't gonna work. I think you had the right mentality about it.
1: I've always been like either like, go for broke, right? So uh, there was there was not an option to run this race easy. That's just not who I am. I mean, even when I say I'm going to have fun, I'm still going to have, like, work hard and have fun. Yeah. And so I went for it, and um, it just wasn't there. I mean, my heart rate w- exploded through the roof. I felt immediately, like, off off the line. I felt horrible. Um, it, yeah, it was no good. Um, and then I, it stuck with me for about a month afterwards, yeah. and it was just bad experience, which is just so hard because you spend – so much time sacrificing. That was the worst part. I sacrificed so many fun Saturday nights, <laughs> Friday nights. You know, Kevin sacrificed a lot to pick up more chores around the house. And then it just kind of like all that hard work went out the window.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just the, the oh, day we running. live in, the age we live oh, in.
2: Running. Oh, running.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, the joys of running. Well, I'm proud of you. You know that. But I'm proud of you for yeah. the way you, you had. Like I said, you really didn't have. I mean, I guess you had a choice. Some people maybe would have not ran it. And I think it was brave for you to just go out yeah, there and do it, too. So had a choice. Good for you. Yep, I'm thanks. not. Uh, are you uh, where you stand with like the marathon distance? Because for a second there, you swore it off.
1: Oh, my gosh. I, uh, have you
2: come around a little bit or is that just where, a little that?
1: bit? I, I am not. We'll That's see. Okay. I don't want to put it out into the world. You just don't know. No, you never know. Yeah.
2: So maybe something next year, but we'll see what's happening. We'll see. Stay tuned. Listenership. OK, we're going to roll on to some housekeeping before we introduce our two very special guest today. That's right. You heard me Mm -hmm. right. We've got four people on the mic today. Uh, Facts of the episode. For the fact of today's episode, we're going to go with a little story about some trailblazing women who changed their sport forever. So I think when most people think of, maybe I'm wrong, correct me if I'm wrong here, ladies, but most people think of potentially Catherine Switzer, the story of the 1967 Boston Marathon. Cat jumped out there and ran the course without a, without a bib. A lot of a lot of people think of, of her as someone inspiring in the running game. But today I wanted to focus on the story of the NYC six. You guys know about the NYC six?
0: I don't oh. know. This
2: is pretty cool. We're gonna keep it we're gonna go the brief edition. But in nineteen seventy two, Lynn Blackstone, Jane Merck, Liz Ooh, Liz's last name is hard. Liz Franciscini, Kathy Miller, Pat Barrett, and Nina Kuzczyk known as the NYC 6, signed up to run the New York City Marathon. They were granted permission to enter the race with one caveat. They had to start 10 minutes ahead of the men. On the day of the race when the gun went off, rather than running off, all six of the women sat down on the starting line to protest the discriminatory rule. They waited 10 minutes, and when the gun went off for the men, they hopped in and began running alongside the other competitors. I love it. That's a pretty good story. I think they deserve the, the fact of the episode for that. So shout out NYC six blazing barriers, just like the women in this room with me today. Yes. Yes. Love Writing it. your own that story, right? story. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Joke of the episode. We're going feminist jokes here. Okay. So <laughs> listenership, let me warn you here. These are all anti-men jokes, but the other feminist jokes that I looked up were all political. And even though I'm pretty sure we're all on the same political page here, I like to keep the PRP out of the politics mm-hmm. game. I figure it's uh, the safest, safest route to take. So, guys, be good sports, okay? Everyone can get made fun of. We're going for pretty hardcore feminist jokes. You guys ready? I'm sorry. Okay, here we go. Knock, knock.
1: Who's, Who's there?
0: there? Men. Men who.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good one. They get better, don't worry. I've organized them in, in ranks, okay? It's okay. pretty good. Uh here we go. This is a good one. I think Olivia might like this one the most. How many men does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many? One. He just holds it up there and waits for the world to revolve around him.
0: <laughs> I
2: think I've heard that one. It's pretty good. That's a favorite. That's a good uh, Okay. Uh, this one's a little bit inappropriate, but we'll do it anyways. What is the name for that useless bit of skin at the end of a penis?
1: <laughs> what? What,
2: Adam? A man. <laughs> Ooh, that was a harsh one. Oh my god, (laughs) That was a harsh one. Okay, here we go. This one's like not so good. This one, actually, I I lied to Michelle. This one, I didn't rank him. This one's not as good as the last one. But what do both men and public toilets have in common?
0: There's pee everywhere.
2: (laughs) That's a good one. It's not the answer, but it's a good one. They're both either busy or full of shit. All right. All right. So we had some, we had some, we're making fun of the guys. We're razzing the guys here, but. Thanks for being good sports. Uh, sowed quotes. You know, we go pretty serious on the sowed quotes. And today's sewed quote is coming to us from Miss Alexandra Hemingsley, author of Running Like a Girl. Now, I haven't read this book, I'll admit. But I read a bit about Alexandra while researching and looking up uh, today's quote. And I think this book kind of documents her experience in the running world. You know, what she thought she would discover versus what she actually discovered. Uh, which I feel like is kind of what happens for a lot of us. We get into running and then we think one thing's going to happen and then something else happens. We learn other things. So, Alexandra tells us, while you, and only you, can move your legs from start to finish, no one runs a race alone. Ooh. Like that one? Kind of a, It's kind of about teamwork. I like that one. Running is an individual sport, but what I've learned over the past few years is the bigger your community, the wider your swath, the more powerful and the more the better runner you are,
1: I think that's been our theme here. That's
2: kind of what so you guys—that's kind of what it. you gals are doing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I thought it fit this episode pretty well. Extremely fitting. You gotta spread the love and the happiness mm-hmm. and the support. Oh, yeah. What else? What else is there to do?
0: We gotta come together.
2: That's right. Okay, Olivia, you think it's time? Yes. To introduce the special guests of the evening. Yes, I can't wait. Okay, here we go. Our first guest of the evening. She's originally from Saginaw, aka Sag Nasty, <laughs> which people from Saginaw you say call it Sag. Sag awesome. Sag and awesome. Sag and awesome. Okay, so is it kind of split 50-50 on Sagnassi versus Sag and Awesome, or is it just depend on your age?
3: I think it depends on your age. Yeah,
2: that would make sense. She is a nurse who is currently studying to become a nurse. <sighs> Ana, anesthetist. Anest. Anas- help me.
3: <laughs>
2: anesthetist. Anesthetist. An- I can't I can say it. <laughs> say it one more time.
3: Anesthetist.
2: Anesthetist that was not nice. it but it was close it was close. closer than it's been okay she started running her freshman year of college and she's been in a love-hate relationship with the sport ever since and she's a huge fan of bill's beer garden mrs elise clark elise how are you i'm good you're right in the sun
3: pretty pretty warm you're
2: right in the sun but yep. the pictures of you are going to be great yeah. It's all going to be worth it, okay? I promise you. Okay.
3: <laughs> do it <laughs> first, for the photo. <laughs> first question.
2: You're you're super close to Bill's Beer Garden and you can't be there. How's that feel? you doing okay?
3: I might have plans to go after. You do? So, yeah. yeah. You're a
2: veteran, huh? You what? like to hang out at Bill's? I do. It's a good spot, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you wait in line. Will you wait in a Bill's line? Are you anti-line?
3: I will wait in the Bill's line, um, but sometimes can get around it.
2: Oh, you know people at Bill's in? Oh, my gosh. She's a Bill's VIP.
0: She's the one you want
1: she to does.
2: be with. <laughs> I think on the subject of, I don't want to dive too far down this wormhole, but on the subject of Bill's beer garden lines, the students are back. Ugh. It's been a tough week for us. I'm not, so the ta- here's the towny thing. If you're not from Ann Arbor, this miraculous thing happens in May and about 30,000 of the population leaves Ann Arbor. And it's mm-hmm. very nice. It's we love yes. the students. This town wouldn't be what it is without them. But for all of us that live here, the end of August is really a traumatic time, I think. Yeah. They all come back and they're all like half naked. There's garbage oh, everywhere.
1: We we experienced that last week on our warm up. Uh, yeah. We already had, I think, a guy in his boxers kind of run up to us oh. and another one run with us. We're and like, oh,
0: that's the first time that's ever happened before. Yeah,
2: yeah so original. We love them, but it's a tough time. So, you know, students, give us a week. We can get resettled, but. Bill's beer getting a little more busy these, these days, huh? Yeah, yeah. Do you avoid it when the students come back or you stay true?
3: You go on like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday.
2: Okay. Yeah. Perfect. There you go. She knows what's up. Okay. Elise, second question for you. Have you ever been on a podcast? No. First time?
3: First time. Is
2: it fun so far?
3: It's hot. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice, Elise. Good job. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, third question for you here. Let's talk about this love-hate relationship with running. Can you expand on that a little bit? So you started running when you were a freshman. Did you join like a running club or you just wanted to run?
3: I joined the Michigan Running Club my sophomore year of college. Okay. Ooh. So M Run, which Michelle is in as, was in as well. Shout
2: out, M Run.
3: Um, and that was pretty great. A lot of nice people. I met my husband through M Run.
2: Wow, it's an M Run romance? Yep. That turned into a marriage. Yes. What's your husband's name? Hudson. Hudson. Shout out to Hudson. Wow, that's incredible. Okay.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of M run romance. Is there? Oh, yeah. Over the years. Yeah? Yeah.
2: You guys just get together and just start hooking up, huh? It's a big club. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so running has been something that's been constant in your life ever since, but there's been some ups and downs, it sounds like.
3: Yeah, you know, sometimes a race goes well, sometimes it doesn't. Mm -hmm. I don't race that often, so doing this 5K is pretty big for me. And Olivia's been quite motivating and helping me kind of get over that barrier of never racing. Is
2: there a fear behind the not racing or just like it's a hold to do? You'd know, We'd rather just run for fun.
3: I just, yeah, I really enjoy running for fun. Definitely the fear of like, how fast can you go? Will you be as fast as you might have been before? So.
2: Not yeah. a big fan of the pressure then, huh? It's yep. more of a, just to blow some steam off. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited to dig more in. I'm going to make you answer more questions about that, at least so. Buckle up. Get ready. And look, we got a cloud just in time. Ah, the temperature must have dropped 15 degrees with that cloud. That's not (laughs) true. It's still very hot in here. Uh, Okay. Our second guest of the evening was born and raised in Metro Detroit. She's repping that two-foot eight, and she's proud of it. She has been running since eighth grade, and she is a big fan of speed. You race like every event at uh, freaking Treetown, dude.
0: Yeah. Thanks to Brent, kind of dragged me into. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't let me. Peer pressured you into either. it a little bit.
2: She is an impatient physical therapist by trade, and she's loving every minute of it. And she's a super proud dog mom. Miss Michelle K. Michelle, how are you?
0: Happy to be here. that's yeah, it's um, good to see you. Also toasty. It's good. <laughs> <I'm very> excited.
2: <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. It's not that hot. <laughs> As sweat drips from my brow. Um, okay, first question to you. You ever been on a podcast?
1: No.
0: Okay. But runs in the family. My brother has a podcast. So your brother has a podcast? Hopefully I'll take some of that energy. What
2: is your brother's name?
0: Andrew Lapin.
2: Andrew Lapin. I love shout the out. Shout out. And there. what uh what's his podcast all about?
0: It's like a it's a historical uh podcast.
2: That's amazing. So is it just him or does he have guests? It's like a limited
0: on? series. Uh it's just him, but he has like interviews that are pre recorded and he takes also like clips from history as okay. well.
2: So what does he does he dive into? All types of history, or does he have like a certain area?
0: certain area. It's called Radioactive. Okay. I oh, love this plug. I didn't even intend to do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's about this uh, priest from like the 1900s that, his name is Father Coughlin. Okay. He's from like the Royal Oak area, and he was kind of known for being anti-Semitic, and so he kind of dove into, and he was present during the start of radio. Okay. So he kind of talks about how he gained a huge following during the start of radio and kind of compares it to some pieces of today.
2: Wow. That's interesting. That's fun. Okay. So you're, you're semi familiar with the podcasting world.
0: I mean, I was never behind the scenes. I just listened you're Just to it. You're just a happy
2: yeah. listener, supporter. Give
0: gave me a shout out. So that's probably my biggest. Present <laughs> the
2: podcast. So you've been shouted out on yeah. a podcast. Amazing. Okay. Next question for you. You've recently, semi-recently, switched roles professionally. You were a sports physical therapist, as I understand, and now you're doing more inpatient stuff. So Correct. explain that transition to me.
0: I used to live in Colorado, and in Colorado, I always thought I would do physical therapy in outpatient. I even kind of ran my own running clinic out there, which that part was really cool. I did like gait analysis. Okay. Um, but the outpatient world in physical therapy can sometimes be a product of, it can really burn you out. Heavy focus on productivity, back to back patients. So it just got to be a lot after a couple years. Okay. Still love the treatment, but it was a little difficult in the work life balance piece, yeah. which I know you talk about later in podcasts. Yeah, okay. So I wanted to kind of bring that part back. I didn't like taking my work home with me. So I switched to a hospital setting, which is kind of reverse for like doctors. You hear that with doctors, it's the opposite is more um, a burnout setting. And, and so yeah. you're
2: happy in this? happy with the happy decision in this
0: setting. Um, I get paid when I'm actually at work Can't even take your work home with you, which is great. Not allowed to with the EMR system. Yeah. See patients in acute care at their most vulnerable state. It's kind of crazy how yeah. much we can actually make a difference.
2: For yeah. Them. That's yeah. really cool. So I, I would imagine that this work is a little bit more touches you a little bit more than maybe outpatient therapy too. Right. Yeah, you're with more vulnerable oh, stage yeah. people. Yeah,
0: very acute, like still very medically dependent. You know, you're seeing patients in their hospital rooms.
2: Yeah, so Whew, that's heavy.
0: It it can get pretty deep and emotional at times, but it's also very rewarding.
2: Yeah, I bet. Okay, well, good for you. We'll dig more into that. You're right. We will. We do talk work that. <laughs> We're gonna talk about I've, this today to more. I love it. I love it. Uh, last question before we dive into the rules of the podcast. You're a big fan of speed been doing the speed stuff for a long time like we said at treetown track meet you ran almost every event has that always been your cup of tea the speed stuff
0: that's how it started out. Um, really, it started when I was a kid, and my brother. I tried to challenge my brother to a sprint across uh, the elementary school field, mm-hmm. and I was determined to beat him, and I beat him. Oh, and he's Andrew. my older brother, and he was pretty pissed off. <laughs> and he's going to love that I'm also shouting this out, too.
2: <laughs> so that was your first taste.
0: <laughs> that was my first taste. And, and, and you were like, like I want oh, more of it. I love this competition. I'm, I'm going to beat everyone now. More, more, more boys, especially. Yeah. And then I did track in middle school, and the high school cross or the high school cross country coach would watch our track meets and kind of pulled me to the side and was like, "You're doing cross country next year," and at that time I was like, "I'm not running more than a mile. That sounds really long." <laughs> and he's like, J- "Just trust me, like you can do this." And then kind of progressively increased the distance, but still my main my main race was the 800 all throughout college. It was my favorite. That's intense. Yeah, but now I do more like half marathons.
2: Okay. You do marathons?
0: Uh, I've done two. Never again. Okay. We can get to that later. Yeah. Okay. We'll get to that, that later. Great experience. Okay.
2: So you like it a little bit more short and sweet for you? Yeah. Okay. That's my cup of tea. There you go. Okay, ladies, we got rules of the of the podcast. You guys listen. I don't know if Elisa's listened, and that's fine. there's I no have. You have. Okay. There we go. So the rules of the pod. Rule number one. Do you know the rules, Olivia? Yes. Okay. Rule number one. What is it?
1: Oh God, I don't have them memorized. <laughs> I think it's be vulnerable. Yes. Oh nice. Be honest.
2: You gals, you gals down to be vulnerable?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You get real vulnerable.
2: Okay. Rule number two?
0: Be honest.
2: Yes. Okay. All right. Browning points. You guys, can you both <laughs> be honest? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then rule number three, Olivia, this is your rule. How did you forget this rule? Have fun? <laughs> <laughs> That's a last That should one. be a rule of fun. <laughs> rule number three, the guest host serves as primary arbitrator. Oh so nice. you're in charge here. You kind of get to control the flow. Okay. And if they're not being honest about, they'll be honest, but I feel like they might not.
1: Not getting, okay. I'll. I'll. They, they
2: just might not give themselves enough credit. And that's when I want you to come in and say, hey. Okay, not, I can do that. So Olivia's okay. good at that. Yeah, she, she'll she do it. She'll get you.
1: I got really good at the long run talks, like diving into the extra ex- existential talk. Yeah, you got it.
2: Nothing <laughs> like long
0: a, runs are all about. Nothing yeah. like a long run
2: to get you going on that. Uh, okay, softballs. I don't know how I'm going to do this because we've got two guests, but we're just going to make it a kind of an open forum. Okay. Okay. Tell us ladies as a group or maybe select one of you. What race are you training for and what date is this event occurring?
3: The Ferry Field Women's 5K time trial.
2: And you guys have also organized this event, correct?
0: Yes. Yeah, we've, we've been organizing it. I definitely shout out to Olivia for doing a lot of the logistical pieces. She's really kind of taken head with that and done an amazing
2: job
1: been a vision for a very long time we've been talking about
2: it yeah Yeah. let's start that I mean this is the section that I want to kind of uncover all this stuff so y'all are the thought children when did this when when was this idea born
3: I
1: feel like Olivia came up with it a
3: couple years ago
1: yeah so I didn't have a great college experience Mm -hmm. Uh, we had a coach in college that did not create a good team atmosphere really pitted the women against each other um, and I eventually left. After my third year of running, I left and did not finish out my um, fourth year of running. And so it took a few years to recover from that experience. And then finally, when I started running again, um, I wanted to kind of change that bad juju into like good juju, basically. And my goal in life was always to find a speedy, fast group of women, I would call a sub-elite level maybe, (laughs) and eventually get us to just be friends, train together, um, and eventually race together. It's just been a vision of mine for a long time. And so finally, when I... Started reaching out to some women around Ann Arbor. I fir- at first, I like joined Strava, and I cold called a couple women by adding them on Strava. And a couple of them were not very thrilled about that. I'd be like, "Hey, I'm Olivia. I run in Ann Arbor. I've seen you do too." Does not go over well.
2: Yeah, oh, I know. I know. <laughs> you know. I do that with the podcast all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of no answers or shurs, um, but eventually a couple of them stuck. Yeah. Thanks to Elise and Michelle. Well, Michelle, I think we met through more of the Speakeasy Sunday runs, but Elise I met because I showed up to one Ann Arbor Running Company group run, the only one I've ever showed up to, and I think it's the only one you've ever showed up to.
3: I've gone to three.
1: Three, and it just happened that we were there that same day, and then we added each other on Strava, and the rest is history. Um, And so I finally found a lot of women, and it turns out Ann Arbor's got a lot of speedy women here, and so then I... I started posting when my workouts are happening and all of a sudden people started showing up and now it's a thing and then we were like, all right, let's 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 look for a common goal. And so if the 5K was it after we all, we all did like a bunch of long marathon, half marathon training in the spring, I think we were sick of it. We just wanted to turn things around and do some track stuff together, which is more fun because everybody's there together at the same time and you're not so spread apart. And so... That's how this kind of came up, and I, I, I threw the idea out at Michelle, at Cali, a couple women up in Lansing, including Melanie Brender, who you guys have heard of on this podcast before, um, and now we have, yeah, we have 11 women wow. running so far. And Your
2: dream is becoming a reality.
1: Yeah, it's so cool to see that's it come cool. to life.
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool. So you met, who'd you meet first, Michelle or Elise?
1: I think Elise, yeah. We've been running together just a little longer.
2: How long, a year, or has it been less time?
3: Did we meet in 2020 or 2019
1: before? Yeah, COVID? maybe 20. It was before COVID. Yep.
2: Wow. Yeah. So that's 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 there's some history there. Yeah. I mean, and then
3: we would go like six months between running together, but
2: still, still in each other's orbits. Yeah. Okay. And then was were, was I there the first time you met Michelle? Was that yes. The first time you yes, met Michelle?
1: Yes, I was. Oh, we were right. on that super cold <laughs> Kensington day. It was the the only route that was plowed. That's why we were out there. Yeah.
2: yeah. That and was the first time you met her.
1: the whole group, like, went sub-seven pace on this 14-mile day. And Adam, Michelle, and I were like, no, nah. thank you. In fact, I think Callie took off in that group. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: My face was hurting that morning. Because I'd been playing hooky from winter, if you recall. So I was, like, in the sun. Then I came back. I'm like, yeah, I'll run with the Speakeasy crew. And then I was like, this is horrible.
1: <laughs> also, Adam, as everybody... I haven't buddy- really seen you since. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I went last week. I showed up last week to Speakeasy. Yeah, you crazy. Did. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because Adam's more of a trail runner. I'm a so, trail guy. So. so he's out there doing your nine minute trail miles, which are hard. I love them. And now we're out on this paved path doing like we were sub 730 yeah. that morning. And it was like
2: 10 degrees. So yeah. it's cold, But that was cool. I'm glad that I was there for that day. That was fun. Okay. So you guys have known each other for a while. Uh, and this has been kind of. We're going to give Olivia the credit, majority of the credit for the thought child, but you guys have all been involved in planning this.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes, of course. I couldn't have done this without the, the girls. Um, when did
2: you first pitch this to, to this group of gals? Like, hey, like this is something I've been yeah. or is that just been a common theme every time you've. No, I think I have officially
1: them? pitched it to you guys in June, was it? And then in July I, I created that Google Doc and we all Callie. It was started with Callie, Michelle and I. We all threw out tons of ideas into this Google Doc um there was ideas from like even my husband kevin and jj from ann arbor track club everybody was just throwing out ideas to see oh melanie brender threw out some ideas um and then we started just dwindling it to what we wanted to be and yeah. we uh, officially decided on we wanted something low-key we didn't want this to be a big event we wanted to keep it kind of spicy so definitely a little more competitive um what else am i missing michelle
0: Yeah, everyone had a has a pretty similar 5k time goal, so that we kind of wanted to keep it to that all work together and almost pace off of each other. Mm -hmm. And um, we knew we wanted it to be fast. So that's why it went on, we decided to do on the track instead of finding another local race, decided to make it bare bones, just about the
3: running. Mm -hmm. I will say, I feel like Olivia wanted to get a bunch of fast women together, even three, four, three, four years ago. Yeah, to do a race because that's when she first reached out to me. Okay, was hey we run the same pace? I want to get fast women to run together, and she didn't make an event, but it's been her brainchild for a while.
1: Yeah, I even stopped at Ann Arbor um, Running Company, which is where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, and I reached out to Nick Stanko. I this was when I first moved to Ann Arbor, and I I asked him like, hey, I'm, I'm I would really like to build uh, women's Uh, Club out here and he was so kind he's like well if it happens i'll give you keys to my place and this was the old place when they were still in um um on fourth yeah yeah um and you guys can use the downstairs to me or do core afterwards it was yeah anyways it it was just and then COVID happened though obviously everybody was not willing or could not hang out with each other and so that kind of put um stop to all my plans
2: stanko's the guy huh He's so willing to make it happen for everyone.
1: He, he doesn't even know me. And he was like, here's some. You, I'll give you my keys yeah. to my place, yeah. basically.
2: <laughs> kind of similar to the the podcast situation. So yeah. he's a man. Shout out, Nick Stanko. Um, okay, so let's talk about this event specifically. Sounds like it's pretty simple, bread and butter. But we're just going 5K on the day. Yeah, what one time, event. What time does it start? 9 a.m. 9-ish. Are we going to go on the dot at 9? Are we just going to let everyone get there and Funny get warm and- up? <laughs>
0: We actually were just talking about this because there's a bathroom issue at Ferry Field. Like, mm-hmm. there aren't a lot of options. So we're like, maybe if people need a last-minute bathroom stop, we should push it to, like, 9.15. Okay. But
1: we're going for 9. Okay. And that's because the int- intramural sports building doesn't open till 9 a.m. on Sundays.
2: Okay. Yep. So, so, yeah, that's probably smart.
1: Might need a little pit stop little, first.
2: A <laughs> little potty. A little yeah, potty yeah, break. A potty break. <laughs> be Code Brown, even, if it didn't happen. We'll get there. We'll get to the Code Brown. Um, Okay, Elise, a question for you specifically. What race of your career is this?
3: Like number? Yeah. Probably only less than 20 for sure. Okay. Maybe 12, 15.
2: And like you said in the intro, you kind of fell away from racing a little bit because it was just a little too much, a little too much hype. Yeah. What do you think is behind that? Do you have any thoughts on why that is or just it is what it is and you don't spend much time Mm -hmm. trying to dissect it?
3: I've tried to dissect it, but I think I just want to keep enjoying running. Yes. So I'd rather just go and run like 70 miles a week compared to train and do a race.
2: Yes. It's kind of I, my style, too. I so also I appreciate love that. trails. You, you're a trail trail gal? I'm a trail gal.
3: Okay. Good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Low stakes. Running. I mean, it's fun. It's fun. Everyone has their own. I think everyone's personality bleeds into what kind of running they like, but I think that... uh making it not putting too much pressure on yourself which is the lesson that seems like maybe Olivia learned this year a little bit but then here's what happens with humans you learn a lesson and then like four years goes by at least this happened with me and then I have to learn that lesson again I don't really like I I learn and adapt but a lot of times you just got to have it shoved back in your face sometimes so that's your style just keep it low-key not many races so this is kind of a big situation for you to race this
3: this is yeah
2: okay are you nervous
3: I'm kind of nervous. Okay. Yeah. A little bit of
2: butterfly. Like good nervous or bad? Or maybe a little bit of both?
3: Probably both. I've been a little peer pressured into two races this season already. So. Were you peer
2: pressured into tree Town?
3: I was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: I, Michelle's I, so celebrating Michelle a I signed, up, I signed up
3: for one event and within three hours, Michelle texted me asking <laughs> to do a second event. As
2: soon oh, as I yeah. saw
0: your name in that mile, I'm like, "Oh, you're you're joining our DMR." <laughs> yeah.
2: But tree town was fun. It was fun. Okay, you had a good time. Yeah. Okay, makes me happy to hear. Um, same question for you, Michelle. What race of your career is this? It's a lot, huh?
1: Yeah, I
0: don't think I don't know if I could give that answer between high school and college. It's, you it's in triple digits? Oh. Uh, maybe between track cross country getting close to triple digits i mean yeah, because you, we would race every weekend throughout yeah. high school and pretty often in college too with emron and yeah. then i've done a decent amount of races since i don't even think i could give a number i could give a number on some of the big ones but that's about it
2: you said two marathons
0: two full marathons and i think i've done seven half marathons
2: do you like the half distance or do i you love like the half yeah yeah that's yeah. kind of Kind of in your zone.
0: It's the max distance I can do without nutrition and I we can get this later. I have a lot of issues with nutrition while
2: running. Okay. So you go half marathon, no nutrition? Yeah, just because little, because you've had issues in the past. Okay. That's
0: what that's what brought down my full marathons. Nice. Was
2: yeah. it poops or throwing up?
0: Uh cramping. Okay. Then throwing up. Okay. And then not being able to put down the rest of the nutrition so it cause You know, fainting and near fainting. Wow. Delirium. The whole nine then for you. Oh, yeah.
2: You kind of dabbled into like the ultra marathon situation there a little bit, huh?
0: It was pretty rough, both of them. Okay. About the same thing happened.
2: How, what, what, what like dates were these marathons? Like what, like what years did you run these marathons?
0: I did the Detroit Fall in 2016. Okay. And then I did the Toronto Fall in 2019. Oh, wow. Toronto (laughs) Fall.
2: Yeah, was that that a cool event? It was a cool event. It was.
0: We had a bunch of MRON alumni come out. We all got an Airbnb together. That part was awesome. Okay, Um,
2: just the race sucked.
0: The race sucked, (laughs) real bad. Okay. Oh, it was great for the first half. Okay. That part I enjoyed.
2: You live and learn, right? Yeah. Live and learn. Hence,
0: hence why I no longer do full (laughs) 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 Ah,
2: Okay. Okay. Sweet. Um. Elise, we're going to change it up a little bit here. Curveball for you. If it was your last day on earth, what would you do, and who would you spend it with?
3: Um I would for sure spend it with my husband and my dog. Um, there would definitely be a Bill's beer garden. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that.
2: That's a first. She's um, going to Bill's on their last day. I love that.
3: Yeah. Probably just coffee in the morning, hang out.
2: Coffee at the house or coffee out out and about? What's probably your, both. Okay. Yeah. One cup at the house. Yeah. You outdoor coffee gown, like a little porch situation, or you like to do it inside?
3: Um, usually inside, just kind of chilling, okay. um, but then our favorite place is Comet Coffee in Ann Arbor in Nichols Arcade. That's fun, huh? So, Comet's fun. Yeah,
2: They do a good job of making it mm-hmm. like little and festive in there. It's kind of nice. Yeah, okay. it's cute. So you do, when you get your coffee at Comet, do you drink it in there or do you go kind of walk around the, the quad and like, um, walk around campus?
3: Usually there. Okay. Yeah. There they have really good um, pour over coffees and like the biggest mug as big as your head
2: oh so you have that you hold like the double hand yeah that's fun huh yeah it's like soup almost yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice okay so coffee in the morning then what
3: probably walk around i do love trails i love running and walking them okay so just something in nature
2: a little bit of nature action yep. okay then and, then over to bill's for definitely. like an afternoon happy hour deal yeah. And what's for dinner on this day?
3: They would definitely open at like noon that day for me.
2: Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you called and said it was your last day on earth. They yeah. had to do it. Yeah.
3: Dinner. Um, I don't know. I think I'd have to go to Detroit. Um, I went to Grey Ghosts recently.
2: How was it? I've heard good things. It was
3: amazing. Their tasting menu is amazing. Okay. Went there for my anniversary. Nice. So would definitely recommend.
2: So you do like a night out in Detroit for this kind of like last day on earth situation out on the town a little bit?
3: I guess so, yeah. or just like stay in and watch a movie or a show or something like okay. that. Okay.
2: What kind of movies do you like?
3: I like any movie.
2: You don't have you don't have certain genres, it's just all open.
3: Not that I can think of. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. Nice.
2: Yeah. And then just then just at midnight, then you're gone. Yeah. So it was a good last day. Yeah. Okay. Michelle, same question to you. Last day on Earth, what would you do and who would you spend it with?
0: Can I apparate to different places during the day? You can.
2: And this, you can like teleport. Do I want. You have unlimited money. You can do whatever. Okay, so let's hear it. I didn't
3: have those rules.
2: <laughs> <laughs> At least wants a do over.
3: <laughs>
0: um, I would probably wake up, have a cup of coffee outside with my dog. That would probably be my only time alone the whole day. I'm a huge extrovert. I need lots of people. I'm terrible about making guest lists for parties because <laughs> everyone has to be there. Yeah,
2: I can understand that.
0: Um, <laughs> And then, you know, all my closest friends would come with me on a hike in a national park because we're going to operate there together. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you have a national park in mind or just?
0: Mm-hmm. Some of the favorites, Olympic. Okay. I love Olympic.
2: I haven't done Olympic yet.
0: You got to. Awesome. I want to. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, I also love Acadia National Park, Yeah. but it's been a while since I've been there. And then after a nice, long, beautiful hike, no one else will be out there but us. And then you gotta have a little bit of water, a little bit of trees, all covered, beautiful. Yep. And then we'll operate back to Ann Arbor because I love love Ann Arbor, and gotta have some Thai food. Not from Ann Arbor, unfortunately. Okay. I don't have. Where's I it? love no Thai, but you know, it's like
2: no Thai is it is what it, it is. It's its, it's, it's, its like own a,
0: thing. Okay. Yeah, but no, I gotta have to. You no like it
2: spicy? On no Thai, or I mean, medium, not no Thai, but Thai in general.
0: Medium spice. Okay. I dabble in it. You can. Dabble. Sometimes it's a little too much. But.
2: I struggle with spicy food. I'm working on it though.
0: You gotta build up your talent, you know, build up the endurance. I'm drive.
2: working on it. I'm training. I've been training for years. I'm not getting anywhere. I've had some disappointing performances. Uh, but okay, so a little tie for dinner. You going out? Are you going out on this night or are you gonna kinda, kinda wind down and watch a movie?
0: I'd go to a brewery. I like Holmes Brewery a lot. Yeah. I love their beer. And then I gotta finish the night with a bonfire. Okay. With all, all my besties and my family. Nice. And of course, Leia, the princess dog. That's
2: a good answer. Good answer there from you. both of you guys. Wow, impressive. Okay, we're switching gears here.
3: Work a little and little little work-life
2: balance. All right, Michelle, let's start with you on this one. Okay. We kind of dove into this a little bit, but you, so I want to hear more about you going to Colorado, though. So you went, you're a inpatient physical inpatient therapist?
0: physical therapist, acute care.
2: Okay, you went to undergrad at U of M. What took you to Colorado before you came back to U of M?
0: I went to PT school in St. Louis Okay. at Washio University.
2: Okay. Two and years? Then,
0: three years. Wow. Yeah, it's a DPT now. Okay. Um, they love to add more school. And then I did a clinical out in Colorado in Denver.
2: How um, long were you there?
0: That was a three-month clinical.
2: Okay, so you weren't in Colorado that long then. Or? Well, that
0: was first, so that's kind of what hooked me on Colorado. Okay. And I knew that I wanted to try living somewhere other than Michigan, before settling down, because I always knew I'd ultimately wind up back here. this was where my family and a lot of my close friends are. So Colorado, I knew the most, the next most amount of people. I love the mountains. I love, obviously, running. I like trails, and I, must, I snowboard. So it was just a good spot to try. Lived there for two years, and then moved back to Ann Arbor.
2: Yeah. And was the, remind me, was the move to Ann Arbor in lieu with your transition out of a sports PT to an inpatient? Was that happening at the same time, kind of? Yes. Was the mo- and was the move because of that, kind of? Or it just it was a good time to have both of them overlap?
0: It was a good time, mostly because I just ended my job in Colorado. Okay. My job was outpatient orthopedics out there. And when I was looking for new jobs in Ann Arbor, I was like, I, I got to try something different. Okay. I can't, can't deal with the burnout anymore.
2: Freshen it up a little Freshen bit. Freshen
0: it up. Basically feels like I'm doing a totally different job some days. Does it feel great? Yes.
2: Does it make you happy?
0: It does make me yeah.
2: happy. It I'm makes me
0: si- happy to make other people happy.
2: Yeah, me too. <laughs> and I'm in a situation where I've fixed my work-life balance and so much more often than I would have thought on this side of it, was always worried to step away because I felt like I was working hard and building something and I felt like if I stepped away I would lose all that and I don't know I don't know what I felt really but I'll tell you what on this side of the fence there are so many days where I'm like this is way better I should have done this a long time ago so good for you good for you for realizing that uh okay Elise let's talk about you a little bit yeah what do you do for work
3: Well, right now, I'm a full-time grad student. Okay. Um, Previously, I was a registered nurse in cardiac surgery ICUs. Wow. So intensive care. Right after someone had cardiac surgery, I would take care of them.
2: Oh, that's pretty intense.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was intense. It was fun. A lot of cool stuff to learn. You liked it? Yeah, I liked it.
2: Okay. What was your undergrad degree in then?
3: Nursing. Okay. Yep. I went to U of M, so a Bachelor of Science in Nursing.
2: Okay. And so then you got working, was this cardiac thing your first kind of professional engagement?
3: Um, I was a nurse tech when I was in undergrad. So that's kind of like... It gave the, you good
2: experience while you were studying.
3: Yep. Yeah. So I got to learn what the inside of a hospital was like and taking care of patients. Um, just not all the things that a nurse does.
2: Yeah. And so then... What's What's been behind this kind of decision for you to up your education level and, and do the, the word that apparently I'm incapable of saying? Anesthesiologist. I can say anesthesiologist, but I can't say the other. Ten- Anesthetist. Anesthetist. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So talk us through that kind of evolution in your professional career.
3: Um, well, I've wanted to do that since I was probably a junior in college. Okay. Um, once I learned about it. Um, which is why I went and decided to work in the cardiac surgery ICU after undergrad and like pursue that career so that I could set myself up to go back to grad school. Um, it's, It's just really cool. I don't know how else to describe anesthesia, but it's like the most intense situation you could be in with a patient and you're making sure they're not in pain, that they're asleep during surgery and you're watching every single second and making sure that they're safe and Then you wake them up at the end.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of liability in anesthesiology. Is there not?
3: Yeah, there definitely is.
2: Okay, Yeah. Let me ask you this. I Don't think this is inappropriate. What's that drug that they give you before you go under to make you kind of chill out a little bit? You got the IV in and they start walking you back What's that thing? I've had a few surgeries where they give me that drug, and it's like, whew, wow.
3: <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. There's of a lot of different ones. But okay,
2: but that's like, like there's probably like
3: probably like Versed.
2: Okay, kind of like the chill you out before you're actually on the on the yeah. operating table. It's
3: like helps you forget a little bit of fear. Oh. Chills you out a little bit.
2: And my insides feel fuzzy. Is what it does. <laughs> like there was a blanket inside my body. That's, I'll, I was like, I'll tell my
3: <laughs> patients. That's how you're supposed to feel. Okay,
2: nice. Okay, cool, cool. So how much longer in the program? So you're studying and working right now?
3: I'm not working. Okay, you're I'm just studying. full-time, full-time. student. Okay. Um, it is a three-year program, okay. and I'm
2: about to start
3: my second year.
2: Okay, so you're in the thick of it. Yep. And then once you graduate, will you be able to jump back into the workforce pretty quickly? That's the hope, based on your work, yes. your professional history? Yes. Okay.
3: I... Um, I should be able to just start doing anesthesia as soon as I pass um my boards.
2: Okay, wow, well, there you go. Yeah, you're all you're all medical gals. Mm-hmm. I respect yeah. that. It's a grind.
0: A lot of women in medicine in our group.
2: It's a grind. It's tough, but it's a cool. I mean, it's a cool career to pursue, and it's it's a lot of that helping people stuff that you mentioned. So, thank you for the work that you do. <laughs> uh, okay, Michelle, we're coming back to you. So, you've popped your toe into having an unhealthy work-life balance and now you've kind of grown and figured out how to manage that a little bit better. You're back in Ann Arbor uh, and you're doing something a little different. Let's talk about training. Is it easier for you now these days to train and less like stressful than it was when you were that busy? And has that kind of helped you flourish a little bit as a runner or kind of talk to me about your training and how 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 it's different from when you were in Colorado when you were overworked and then maybe a, like a double-tiered question, like how do you set up a training for a big race? You, you get your race calendar set up for the year and then architect everything, or do you just kind of see what's open and shoot from the hip?
0: Yeah, I'll pick a few races that I'm interested in running. So I'll say this year I did Bayshore, uh, the 5K, and then the Detroit Half. And then I'll kind of s- sprinkle some little local races in there, but I usually have those as part of training. Okay. And then I create a plan like catered to each each event. If I don't write it down, it's it's not happening sometimes. So I have to keep myself accountable.
2: And are you a non-coach gal? You're a figured out on your own gal or do you work with someone?
0: Um, non-coach gal other than <laughs> sometimes Olivia I feel like. <laughs> <but> <laughs> Just like guidance on. Yeah, like a mentor kind of, right? And just having like other people to run with and having the schedule of our group in general.
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I should say really kind of the whole bandit group because that's my long run and that's my workout and then I just kind of fill in the remainder. So it, it keeps me on a good schedule. It kind of gives ideas for workouts and long runs.
2: Yeah. And it's easier to do long runs with people sometimes. Yeah. I'm an anti long run with people guy. But not mm. like aggressively, not like I fight for it and campaign for it. But sometimes I just like to, like to hurt in person a little bit without being surrounded by people. But <laughs> you bandits. I'm just, the opposite. Y'all I, just get have after have it.
0: someone with me for a long run. Sheesh. Yeah.
2: You're out there every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Brent's pretty serious about those bandit emails. Wait. He gets that newsletter <laughs> out hard, dude.
0: They're great. Shout
2: out to Brent. They're usually
0: like schedule a time. Oh, he'll hit out. you hard,
2: right? You better show up on time, too. <laughs> Or, or they'll leave without you. <laughs> yeah. What do they say? You can text if you're five minutes late, but that's it. If yep. you're 10 minutes late, you're gone. Okay, right. so, you, so you don't work with a coach. You're kind of doing this all on your own right now.
0: Yes, but this will probably be time for me to di- dig a little bit deeper into that vulnerability segment. Um, so my husband passed away last December. This just kind of helps explain my story, especially my running story this past year. And running has always been a huge part of my life. But it's definitely taken on a whole nother meaning this year, and it's really changed my training and my mindset in general, because my husband, Steven, he was a runner as well, long distance runner, he did three full marathons, including Boston sub three hour, and was very into it, very diligent. And so he kind of acted as my coach for a couple, not officially. Right. But he loved, he would always help me with the training plan. He would kind of roll his eyes and I'd be like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And he'd be like, come on, just sit down and let's, let's think about th- it. Yeah, let's like think about it together. Down. Yeah. And okay. then he would just end up writing the whole thing by the end. <laughs> <laughs> so he had made a training plan for me for the Detroit half last year. And I was unable to run that because he was hospitalized at that time. But I took that plan and I transferred it to the Bayshore half this year. So I kind of still say that he's my coach. Wow. I I used that plan and just kind of felt him with me through that whole training. It was a very, very um, intense experience, but it was needed. It was also cathartic.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. I'm sorry to hear about that, obviously. It's something that is like, something that you'll always have to, it's just going to be a part of your life, like you said, forever. Yeah. But it's it's cool that he gets to, stay alive through the training plan kind of stuff right
0: I agree I I say you know because his running career was unfairly cut short I'm kind of running for the both of us now wow that's how I've taken on this year and I've honestly I've been in some of the best shape of my life yeah and I just I really felt him with me especially during Bayshore I had a fantastic race and it was really all all for him wow all with him I like to
2: say wow (sighs) Shell, jeez, So kind of running to heal a little bit, it would yeah. seem. And, and I mean, maybe not even heal is the right word, but just kind of like.
0: It's been a part of my grief process.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, but it's also led me to you know new relationships and new people in my life. I don't know if they realize how much they've helped me this past year, but yeah. it's, it's been huge to have the Band-Aid crew. By your side? By my side. And
2: you were saying that when you shared a little bit of this story with Olivia and I, At Kensington, we were some of the first people outside of your circle that you told, huh?
0: Yes, um, you guys were the first people I had to say out loud that I was a widow too. I did not know, so everyone else I was around up to that point knew me, knew my story. I didn't have to say it, so that was that was a turning point. I don't Mm. even if you guys didn't even realize it. um, So that was it. That was definitely a difficult moment. Yeah. But had more
2: sense. How did it feel afterwards?
0: Felt better. You guys were very supportive and accepting, even though you had no idea who I was. And I know that's a very difficult thing to know how to respond to when you when that kind of bomb is dropped. But
2: I'm happy you told us, though, because yeah. it because it, it wasn't like you. It was just kind of it's just kind of like uh, it just came up, too, because we were talking about our partners. Yeah. And then it the conversation kind of turned to you. And so it was like it was kind of an, your opportunity, like you said, for the first time to say, like, oh, well, this is my situation.
0: Yeah. And saying it out loud also. Is wow.
2: Yeah, I'm sure. Thing. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Well, Michelle, thank you for sharing that. It's really cool. It's really neat that Stephen gets to live on inside of you with your running career, though. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. We're even, um, my in-laws and I are trying to plan like a Memorial 5K for him. Okay. Probably not till next spring. Okay. Little Olivia gave me the idea to make a little plug for it. Unfortunately, I don't have a date yet working on that. <laughs> <Okay. but.
2: laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do something yeah. for the PRP for it. Yeah. yeah that's really awesome. cool. Okay. All right. So can I ask you a couple more questions about Steven? Absolutely. When did you meet him?
0: We met in PT school. Okay. So he was a PT. So you met well. him in St. Louis? In St. Louis, but he went to U of M. Okay. And he was on the tri team I was on M run. Okay. We had a bunch of mutual friends, never knew each other. We even worked in both worked in the CCRB in like different floors. So yeah, we always joke we probably had huh? some really gross tri parties at the same time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and did he come to Colorado with you?
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah, we started dating honestly within a few months of first year of PT school.
2: Okay.
0: Went to Colorado together. That's when we moved in together, and then we really came back to Ann Arbor because that's when we got married.
2: Okay. You got married. Did you get married in Colorado or in Michigan?
0: No, in Michigan, in Ann Arbor.
2: Okay. Is he a Michigan kid, born and raised?
0: Yeah, he was born in St. John's, Michigan, okay. outside of Michi- outside of Lansing, twenty minutes outside. Yeah.
2: Cool. Yeah, so we even
0: have like a scholarship fund for the St. John's cross country wow. high school cross country team in his honor.
2: How old was he when he passed?
0: Twenty nine. Oh. Yeah, a month shy of his thirtieth birthday. Oh, man. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah.
2: Oof. well. You now kind of carry this unique experience and perspective forward in life and in running, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. All of the above.
2: Everything. You still close with his family, I assume?
0: Very, very close. They're yeah. always looking for new housing projects in my house okay. to come, Help, have come like come a reason up. to come back and fix up. <laughs> They're very, very handy on like my family.
2: <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. does, he, does he have any siblings?
0: Yes. Three siblings. Okay. They're all married and nine nieces and nephews. Wow. Actually, I just got a text from my sister-in-law today about how my, one of my older nephews is trying to do cross country
2: now. Wow. And
0: he got really excited cause he ran his first 11 minute mile.
2: Okay. That's amazing. Yeah.
0: So, and our big goal for him last year was just for him to run the whole race. This is this is a big deal. He's making he's making moves. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, Okay. Channeling his uncle Steve. I love that. (laughs) Well, Michelle, thank you again for being vulnerable. And I think that uh, just from my side, and and Gals, feel free to to chime in. But I think it's uh, I don't really know what I would do in this kind of situation. But I think your ability to kind of put yourself out there with a group of people, and like now you're you're seeing some of your best like performances out of that like healing through relationships with other people. It's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. So, um, Elise, I want to talk to you about how you architect your kind of year cause you're different than Michelle in the sense that you are a little bit more afraid of racing. Maybe not afraid, but more hesitant to race rather. So do you put together a big structured, plan or do you just kind of run around and have fun and then when the gals kind of say hey come come do this thing you're like all right I do it or do you have like yeah. do you have big goals that you kind of get get after or what like what does your year look like in terms of running or do you even think about that kind of stuff
3: um I don't really have any big goals I mean this 5k I do have goals now Okay, but I'm definitely the person that just runs as much as I want any day see how I feel and then I'll get a random text from Olivia, like, "Hey, do you want to jump in on my workout?" I'm like, "Sure." So just hop in on people's workouts and long runs, and just kind of so you're have running fun.
2: You're a running hippie, basically, is what you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good life to live, yeah. especially when you have friends like Michelle and Olivia, <laughs> who can kind of you know they're going to be there doing something crazy. So if you want to do something crazy, you can jump in with them. Yeah. But then the rest of your life is just kind of like, yeah, just run whenever I want
3: yeah I've always when I worked as a nurse I was a night shift nurse so I didn't run at the normal times other people did either okay. so that was very much just Low I'll wolf. go run when I can for as long as I can before I have to go back into work
2: yeah okay sweet that's kind of how I feel I feel like you and I are the same kind of. I kind of do my own thing and then whenever I'm feeling a little bored I hit the bandits up and I'm like what are you guys doing <laughs> like what are you guys up to okay all right, I'll come over here. That's cool. Do you have um, a set number of days per week you try to run, or is it very much just kind of like how busy you are? He's like, I want to, I want to be active five out of the seven days, or is it just kind of whatever?
3: Um, well, I usually kind of just run every single day. Every
2: day, you're team no off days.
3: I wouldn't say I'm team no off days. Okay, I will take them, but I have been known to go on like very long streaks of okay. just running for months. At a time, So I don't really know when the last time I had an off day was. You got? Do you have an
2: active streak going right now?
3: I mean, I do. I <laughs> went, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. but but not like an extreme one. Um, what does that mean to you? Yeah. <laughs> How many days are we?
2: That's all relative, here? Elise. Let's talk about it.
3: Um, <laughs> I mean, I think my last day off was sometime in May. What?
2: You're crazy. It's crazy, Oh, girl. the
3: PT in me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Michelle's head just exploded.
3: <laughs> and my longest streak was actually, like, during COVID. I, it was sometime in April, like, right after COVID. Okay. I ran all the way until the next February. And I just decided, like, I had my vaccines. I kind of felt better and was like, I'll just, okay, I'll take today off. Yeah. There was, like, no reason. I was just like... Okay.
2: Sure. I guess
3: I'll I'll take
2: today. It so just randomly off. came to an end. Yeah. was like right, a
3: so. random Wednesday or Thursday well, like, okay.
1: That's what I love about Elise. She just you are just you just love running. Uh and nothing else about it. She'll run 60-70 miles a week. It's crazy. Yeah. Without a day off. I'll be like, "Elise, come jump into this crazy ass workout of mine." Sure. What pace? <laughs> And then she'll be like, maybe I'll just do a little bit. And then I was like, yeah, I just do some of it. No, she'll do the whole damn thing with me. Oh, that's the whole
0: thing.
1: The whole thing. She's been like, so ever since I started advertising these workouts that Johnny Crane writes for me, Um, so everybody knows Johnny's my coach. I talk about him all the time. Um, Elise has been kind of you've literally jumped into almost all of them. You've been like the staple runner with me this whole time. And I love one time I was like, so when did you? We were talking about long runs and I was and I said, so do you run more than, I don't know what it was, 16, 17? She's like, no, I get hungry too fast. <laughs> I remember you said that. Me too. It's just, it's funny.
2: It is funny. So hats off to you for the longevity, though. Seems Thanks. to be working for you.
1: Uh, yeah. If it I ain't mean, broken,
2: don't fix yeah, it, right? I'll
3: take like a an off day of like one and a half miles with my dog. Okay. That's kind of my off day. Okay.
2: Just like a little joggeroo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's crazy. In a good way, though. At least you're crazy. Uh, okay. Transitioning. I'll give this one to Elise first because um, we're kind of talking about her wild ways here. Favorite run this year? You got one that pops out at you? Hmm. It's kind of a hard question.
3: Like fa- like favorite route I would run? Oh,
2: you could do favorite route. You can go... So yeah, someone last episode did favorite place versus favorite like I mean, instance. You know, like a go-to...
3: Like a local run, Ann Arbor I would do. I would probably somehow hit... The Arb, Argo, Bird Hills, Bandamere, and then head up to the dirt roads, because I love dirt roads, and then end at Comet Coffee.
2: Wow. it's a great uh, route. This is a trail link. Yep. It's a, yeah. It's a gal after my own heart. Okay. it's a good answer. Let's just leave it there. Michelle, what about you? You got a favorite run?
0: I got to go with a GLR run. Yeah. I did GLR this year. Okay. First run of G and this is the first year I did GLR in three years with COVID and everything. So I'd say the first run of GLR I was just so freaking excited. Yeah. And it was a beautiful morning, perfect weather. It was on a rail to trail, which I know sounds boring to those like nicer trail runners, but it it's was right. beautiful. You had the lake on one side, then the tree it was like a tree corridor and I just felt great and I just like gunned it, kinda of forgetting that I had five more legs to do <laughs> over the next couple of days. <laughs> but It felt awesome, I was just so excited to be back at GLR that was that was pretty great normally i would say a trail run of glr but i get so anxious in trail runs at glr because i got lost my first year of glr for okay. an epic amount of time so you're a
2: little worried when you're on the trail
0: yeah i'm like where's the blue dot where's the blue dot like you just w- looking for to, the trail blazes left and right yeah i don't even yeah. notice how incredibly beautiful the scenery is <laughs> like they're like scenery 10 i'm like doesn't matter i'm not looking like, at it okay
2: <laughs> will you explain to maybe some of the people listening what glr is
0: Yes, uh, it's Great Lakes Relay. Actually, I'm supposed to call it Michigan Outback Relay now. It just changed names.
2: Why'd they do that?
0: You know, I don't really know. It kind of changed the people that organize it. It changed groups. So I know it has something to do with that, but I I can't speak to it. But I'm always going to call it JLR, sorry.
2: That's okay.
0: And um, it is a three-day relay. You have a team of 10, ideally. It's kind of rough if it's not a full team of 10. And it's over, so it's three days. You basically start each day at... It's like 6 a.m. and it goes until about 7 p.m. and except for the last day the route changes all the time so it's a mix of a lot of it is on the shore-to-shore trail or the north country trail a lot of back dirt roads all in northern michigan and it's a total of about 275 miles between your team
2: wow it's three days or two days i forget three days okay
0: yeah the last day is like a little bit shorter but you still end it and you end at the beach at empire perfect yeah.
2: Perfect ending place. Awesome.
0: It's the best weekend. They the
2: don't, year. correct me if I'm wrong, they don't run you through the night, correct? You guys, no. this everyone stops rather and you then you hang out and camp and then yeah. you start it up back in the morning.
0: Yeah, it's different from Ragnar. So right. yeah, you stop at the end of the night, which is good because one year a girl got lost overnight in the UP. Yikes. Um, and that wasn't even from running overnight. It just was from a really difficult trail. And so they, they kind of stopped doing it in the UP, at least for now.
2: Okay. Keep but, it a little bit more chill.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But most, a lot of people camp, usually a school offers their, um their property for us to camp on, but we've kind of entered the Airbnb stage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We, we've
2: come to that. Yeah. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. yeah. It's way better. Um, Okay. Elise, this question's for you. When you're out there running around, you're jogging around, what's in your ears? You go music, you go podcast, or you go all natural?
3: I listen to podcasts.
2: You're a podcaster, huh? Oh. Okay. You got some favorites?
3: Um. Oh, I listen to this podcast with two girls from New York. Okay. Um, they just talk about life and dating and...
2: Is, is it funny, I'm assuming? It's funny. Yeah, yeah okay. they're
3: comedians. So. so you
2: like a little bit of like little yeah. gag kind of stuff, just like just to chuckle and enjoy? Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. I've listened to um, podcasts about The Office or just other comedy ones or sometimes interviews obviously the pre-race podcast
2: yes thank you you don't have to say that but i appreciate it (laughs) this question although prp listenership i just want everyone to be clear that i don't ask this question so that people will say they listen to the prp okay just want to make sure we're clear but you like the lighthearted stuff then more so yeah you don't go for like you're not digging for inspiration when you're doing that
3: no no just listening and letting the miles tick by
2: yeah nice are you grabbing drinks, Olivia? Yeah, please grab me some drinks too. What would you like? Just I don't even know. Just something cold, for Christ's sakes.
1: Oh. <laughs> Put it to your forehead. It's
2: a little less hot in here, but it's like we're. Anybody else? We're working. Uh, ooh, what's girl. this? It's
1: out of your six pack. The right? Gunner's
2: Daughter Milk Stout. Stout? Are you sure? It sounds a little okay. rough right I'll stout. <laughs> go to Stout Town. I'll do it. I'll do it. I also have. if You guys, do you guys still get on water? My water. My Act. big refill water guy is up there. If we need to um okay michelle same question for you any anything in the years when you're out there
0: the answer used to be no used kay. to be kind of a purist yeah it's like yeah leave me away from the all purists, technology. Like, they feel
2: strong about it too
0: yeah but <laughs> covid kind of changed that okay so it actually started as <laughs> i'm a very social runner i hated running by myself still don't prefer it but i've come i've learned to love it a little you bit more come to more. terms
2: with it yeah okay <laughs>
0: And I have a bunch, a lot of friends that I grew up running with that are similar. And so we decided to do what we called um, run chats. Okay. So we would be on like, this sounds really hectic and stressful to most people, but we would be on a six way call, or depending on whoever wanted to, was able to run that day we would be on like a multi-person call and just talk to each other while we were running when you like thought you couldn't like be with people. At, like,
2: That's like, incredible. Whoa, I've never heard of this. All yeah. running at
0: the same time. Oh, yeah, all running together. So we'd be like, all right, everyone, ready? Go. And then, So sometimes my one friend, Sarah Parks, she lived in Chicago when we started this and you know, the Windy City. So you're just hearing just like straight up
2: you're wind. Like Sarah, you're like mute, like... mute. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: And she's like yelling something. Everyone we're like, we can't hear you. Just get behind the building. <laughs> but yeah, so that started the, that started the headphones. headphones in the ears. Kay. And then it turned into, okay, now I think uh, Solo runs a little more tolerable with either a little bit of music or I swear I'm not just saying this, but previous podcast is oh. pretty inspirational when you're running. Hey,
2: thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.
0: But still not often. Kay. It's every it's once in a while. More intermittent. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. Nice. I like that. Okay. Elise. This one's for you. Okay. I'm, I'm going to make you answer this one. Be a little bit more serious here. Elise, tell, tell us, uh, share with us what inspires you to run. Why do you love this so much? You're pretty casual, kind of a running hippie. You'll do a little bit of this, do a little bit of that. But why is this so important to you?
3: I don't know. I feel like I first started running. Like a lot of people do, oh, I'm going to be healthy. It's easy to just go out and run. But now it's just kind of like the therapy. I am in therapy. Therapy is great, but running is also a great, just like alone time way to process stuff. Um, so just getting out there like most days, you just kind of get to see nature and digest everything that's happened.
2: Yeah. So pretty simple for you. Yep. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's kind of me.
2: Some alone time, you know, yeah. cause you're married a little bit of alone time out there, right? Just kind of yeah, in...
3: I try to force my husband to come with me, but I only get that about once a week.
2: Okay. Does he like it when he does it, though? No. Nope. That's nope. <laughs> all right. Some people just don't. It's just not people, some people's bag of tea. So. No. Okay. All right. Easy peasy for you. Michelle, let's dig into this a little bit with you. I think your husband is going to have something to do with this, but let's talk about what inspires you to run.
0: Well, I'll start with what's first inspired me to run. I thrive off of competition.
2: You're a competitor, I love, huh? I love
0: it. Yeah. You love it. I really do. You it's kind of it. when everything comes out. It's okay. <laughs> just fun. It's fun. You're so it's gentle, therapeutic. Too.
2: Like as a stranger, <laughs> I know you now more. But like when I first met you, I'm like, "Wow, what a gentle individual." I wouldn't, I wouldn't peg her as like the ultimate competitor. Would no. You?
1: And then you see her and, at the mile eliminator at Tree Town. <laughs> yeah, and she runs like, what was that? Like a 67 second, 400. Like steam
2: coming out of her ears. Oh, my God. For Christ's sakes.
1: Yeah, there's a photo of me, and you could just see
0: him digging real deep. It's <laughs> not pretty.
2: So, yeah, kind of like the story you told with beating your bro. It was like, that felt good. I, like, so, I want to do that again. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of what fueled you through college and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it kept you running. And now has your inspiration changed a little bit?
0: Absolutely. Uh, as I kind of elaborated on earlier, my husband's a big part of this year running. I yeah. used to get very anxious before runs, like R- very, runs
2: or very, races, races. Sorry. Okay, not
0: runs. Okay, No, races. And I think I've tried to translate that into, you know, just enjoy it. Like you're, you're lucky to be here. And it just kind of gives you a different perspective on life. Feel everything, pain, joy, all of the above. It's also my way of feeling close to him. It's like one of the few places where I feel like if I'm out on a trail by myself, that's a moment where I'm like, okay, if I feel Steven with me. Stephen
2: Steven, close to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was kind of getting at was like, wanted to ask you like, is that is running some time where you feel like you can connect with him? Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, sure was a big, big piece of that. I mean, I think it was my best race for a reason. Yeah. I just started that race. I was like, I'm just... All I care about is that I enjoy this. It was a beautiful day. I feel like he had a part of that.
2: Yeah, and it was a beautiful day up there.
0: Yeah, every mile, just like it just came. It was like it felt easy. I didn't. I felt like I was running too fast in the beginning, and I kind of panicked. But I'm like, you know, I'm feeling good, so I might as well just keep it at rolling. It. Yeah. And any moment it got a little bit hard, I just kind of look out to the water, look out to the sun. I'm like, nope, he's here. He's out there. Yeah, he's there yeah. every step of the way, and I felt awesome until, you know. Last mile, but yeah, that's
2: but then the last mile, yeah. I love, that. <laughs> I love that. Um, you know, I just think with everything you've gone through, the fact that you have an outlet to feel close to him is like pretty special, you know.
0: I also have to give a shout out to all my in laws because all of my in laws came out to that race, the super like, fan, like my nieces and nephews, they had a sign. Um, some of them surprised me, and okay. I only saw them in the last mile, and I saw this sign. All I saw was a sign at this point, and it said, my aunt is faster than your aunt. <laughs> and I remember looking at that sign, and I was like, oh, I wonder who that is. That's a cute sign. And then I like, looked up, and I'm like, wait, that's my nephew holding it. Oh, that's, my my that's my crew. That's <laughs> my crew. That's my aunt. Oh, and then man. that gave me that little extra surge. So, yeah. yeah, they helped too.
2: That's really cool. That's really cool. Okay. Well, I'm sure... I think that he'll forever be a part obviously of your life but it sounds like he'll be a part of your running life forever as well absolutely that's really cool it's really neat Uh, okay we're switching gears we got a we got a little bit of a jingle here Elise are you ready for this jingle yeah okay here we go
3: (laughs) and now it's time to talk about Strava 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 Strava. oh I really like Strava
2: oh it seems like perhaps without Strava the four of us wouldn't be sitting here today oh is that maybe true
1: Probably, yeah.
2: It's probably true. Definitely. We were we were sitting with Michelle first, so let's go, Michelle. Strava, you like it? You don't like it? What do you like about it? What don't you like about it? All of the above.
0: Honestly, I love Strava.
2: It's amazing. Huh? A lot
0: of people have their negatives with it, which I, I get. But I mean, I already told you, I thrive off of competition. So like, if if I'm feeling a little lazy one day and I'm like eh, I don't really want to do my run today, I'll go on Strava, I'll be like, oh. They did their run. Okay. Okay. They're going to see that I did it. It lights the run. fire within you. I, and I, lo- I thrive off of that. That's like good for me. Okay. So it you like that? good. I like that. I mean, I feel like as distance runners, a lot of us are pretty type A. We like our numbers. We like things to look nice and clean. We mm-hmm. have our objective goals. Yeah. So I love like the training part of it. Being able to document my time on my shoes. It's like the PT part of me. Yeah. Weekly mileage. Oh, you're
2: a shoe documenter?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Man, yeah, I tried doing that. It's hard to stay up with that.
0: Got to do that. Bad shoes lead to injury. You
2: use different <laughs> shoes. Yeah. So you'll organize after each run is is clarifying your shoe part of your Strava post.
0: Yes. Wow. Oh yeah. That's Excellent. impressive. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You too, Olivia. Oh yeah, Me too. definitely. Elise too. Yeah. Dang, I gotta. You gotta do it, Ed. I gotta get with the crew. <laughs> Sheesh. I I try, I'm good about my shoes. I mean, I am a believer in the shoe thing. Nice. But I just struggled to, to document them. Okay, what else do you like about it?
0: Um I love the community. Yeah, I the social like part. I love the social part. Yeah. I mean the kudos feel great, of course, and Love the I, kudos. <laughs> I love giving like little like fireballs to like people that just like like I did that for Olivia. I'm like, wow, this crime race was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I just get so amped up for like all my friends that are running great.
2: Nice.
0: Yeah, I, I love the community.
2: Anything you don't like about it?
0: Um I would say the only time I don't like Shava is if I'm injured, which mm-hmm. I've been you know, knock on wood, fortunate to not have too many issues with that. But when you're injured and then you look on Strava, that that gets hard.
2: It hurts the soul a little bit. Yeah. Right?
0: And it's more just, you know, you just get FOMO. Yeah,
2: Strava, of course. FOMO. Yeah. But you just got to know kind of how to balance it just like anything, right? Yeah. Take a break if you're hurt from Strava. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Exactly. Elise, what about you? Um, you're such a hippie that I just I, feel like I do you're just like... like
3: Strava, okay. but I would definitely point out way more negatives. Okay, let's <laughs> do it. Fair.
2: That's fair. Let's do it. That's, That's why we <laughs> talk about this.
3: Um... I feel like the competition part for me is not positive. Okay. Um. It would be like, oh, that person ran this many miles. Like I, I could do that too, mm-hmm. and then might overexert myself, or even like the whole number of mileage for a week. <laughs> guilty of that too. Yeah. There's where a lot. Like, of, there's
2: a lot of people on the PRP guilty of that. Where like Love normally a nice crispy whole number there.
3: I could be like, if I was keeping track on my own, oh, I'm around this like. 30 for the week, but I would have to hit 30 if I was tracking it all through GPS. Um, so that would be a negative. I think that it can really hurt with like wanting to see that graph on your page staying Steady. at the same level,
2: yeah.
3: even to take a down week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do love it for the community. I've met many friends through it. Um, you can find cool routes through it. Oh, yeah. All of that. But I think that sometimes Strava breaks are
2: nice. I think managing it is good, right? Managing your time. Yeah. No one to go on, no one to be off. Yep. Yeah, I feel you. I used to be real into the nice work, Olivia. Ooh, did you hear that hiss? Yes. Yeah, it was a good one. <laughs> uh, I used to be real obsessed with the graph too. I feel that week to week. Mm-hmm. I gave up on that, and I feel better now. But I know, I know that feeling.
3: Yeah, mine's sporadic now. It's great.
2: It's great. To, you gotta have <laughs> yeah. a sporadic graph. So it just takes everyone has their own journey with it. So I'd like to hear that both of you are doing it uh at your own pace. Uh Olivia, I'll kick this to you just to see if anything's changed since we last talked. Any other reflections on Strava? Are you still kind of treat it the same way?
1: Yeah, uh no, still treat it the same. Um I think I think after this 5K's over, I need to take a Strava Instagram break. Right. Actually, I was just telling Elise this. I'm like, I'm so tired of advertising and yeah. it's just mentally has never been good for me. I, I, I do my best. I keep I mute a lot of people on Strava just to keep it to my like core group of runners, Michelle, Elise, right. Mikel, Narala. Mm-hmm. Um, so But, um, but I I like it. I do. I love kudos. I love seeing, uh, somebody out there that had already run and it it makes me want to get out there. Um, it just breaks. Yeah.
2: Breaks are good. Breaks from social media in general, (laughs) Instagram. That's the one that will really get you, man. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Ladies, we're moving on to the most. We've been very vulnerable, especially Michelle, but we're going to get really vulnerable specifically about the running stuff. You ready? You ready? (laughs) Here we go.
1: Now it's time to get full
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. Ladies, let's start with Elise. You got a goal with this race. That's a word on the street. Little birdie tells me you actually got a goal for this 5K, so what is your goal, Elise?
3: I think, like, the rest of the group is running sub-19.
2: Okay. So that's kind of the gr- We almost have a, do we almost kind of have a group goal that the group is sub-19? Yeah.
3: Yeah. For the most part. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What does that come out? I'm not great with math and speed stuff. What's that come out to mile split wise?
1: I just did this yesterday. I think it's a 607 mile.
2: Two. Mama.
1: Yay. Yeah, it's going to be spicy. Yeah, I mean, y'all can great. do it,
2: but that's fast. Damn, bro. Yeah,
1: we've been training hard. We've been training for like two months.
2: Yeah, you've been training hard. Yeah, so. You're ready. Okay. Michelle, same question to you. Are you right on, are you sub-19 or you got something more ambitious in the in the plot?
0: Going for sub-19, which would be a life PR for me. What's your? never broken it.
2: Yeah, what's your career 5K PR?
0: Uh, On the track in 1910. Okay. And on the road, 1914, actually at the Burns Park. 5k this year oh the burns like park 5k wow yeah. oh, you were
2: flying and it's not a very like dynamic course so if you did that <laughs> yeah. at burns park you did good
0: <laughs> yeah it was pretty fun you you had was to just dar- in do my dodge training.
2: some kids while you were <laughs> <laughs> there
0: it was a lot of dodging in the beginning <laughs> they all like sprint out at the beginning and they just like
2: yeah and instantly slow down i'm yeah. like nice right. nice <laughs> okay um this question is probably moot but for, i'll ask this to both of you at the same time has your goal changed since you both started preparing for this or has it been sub 19 for everyone from the start?
0: I want to say it's stayed the same. I'm still going for sub 19. I did have also a COVID hiccup as many, a lot of people in the world, um, kind of threw a wrench in some of my training. Your
2: COVID way. early August COVID or what yeah, do you got?
0: Early August, mm-hmm. but I had it, had it pretty rough and it was a little harder to come back to running, but
2: it seems like everyone that's getting it recently is getting it rough. Seems like this.
0: Yeah, I think this strain is. What
2: variant hard. are we on now? I don't even know. No one can keep track of it, dude. Lost track. Oh, a rough one. A rough one. Sheesh. How many times have you had it?
0: That was the only. T- that's the first time. One
2: timer? Have you had it? At least nice, mm-hmm. staying free. Yeah. And you're one-timer? Just the one time. Yeah. No. Get you. I'm in the two-time club. Yeah. But I'm trying to stay away from. It. I got a race soon, and I just have a weird feeling I'm going to get COVID right before it. <laughs> <gasps>
0: Seems to be the trend. <laughs>
2: Seems to be the trend in these parts. Okay. Uh, Elise, I'm going to ask this question to you first. What are you most worried about with this race? Um,
3: maybe the weather. If it's hot, I do not perform as well. Okay. So that's a big factor. Also just being tired from starting another semester.
2: Yeah. Cause you're yeah you that's, that makes sense you're gonna be two weeks into a new cement one week or two weeks in
3: two I yeah. start tomorrow
2: oh no well I'm glad we're having fun right now one last night Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay Michelle what about you what are you most worried about
0: um I would say I just want to keep the paces I'm a little you know you get nervous about what if I'm the one person that can't keep up yeah, with the right, group yeah right right <laughs> So, so, you
2: so you don't want to fall off. You don't yeah, want to be like,
0: the, what if you're the one that has the bad day? The caboose? Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> hope, hoping hope that doesn't happen.
2: <laughs> Everyone's got to have a caboose day though. It happens. You know. Okay. Yeah, um, let's go Michelle on this next one. Um, I want to talk big picture with you. So we've learned more about you kind of who you are and, and what you've gone through and, and where you are. Well, what's next for you in the running world?
0: The Detroit half. Okay. But I've honestly been focusing on the 5K more than the half. Okay. Because my goal, kind of similar to Olivia, is trying to get a few different PRs. And mm-hmm. I got my PR in my half at Bayshore. So to me, that was secondary to getting a 5K PR.
2: Okay. What's your, what's your half PR then? What did you get at Bayshore?
0: Uh, 26,
2: Damn, dude. Jeez. That's a
0: good race. Fast. That's a good race. <laughs> Very, Very fast. fast. And that was my first PR in like eight years. Let me
2: ask you one more question on that. Yeah. Post Bayshore. What was that vibe like for you? Was it sad or was it happy? Or both? I mean, I'm sure both. It was, was mixed.
0: Like when I first, so I'd be sure you finish on the track. <laughs> it's really intense. Everyone's cheering for you in the stands. It's awesome. Yeah, I think you. Yeah, you've been. You were up there this yep. past year. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And um, you know, so you're feeling good. I knew that I was. I knew I was hitting it. You like knew I, you were in a good I spot. I knew I yeah. was going <laughs> to PR. Or I knew I was at least like pretty close. And so I think as soon as I crossed the line, you know, that's when, like, at first you get sad emotions. And I was, like, really sad that he wasn't, that Steven wasn't able to be there and see it because al- he was always my number one supporter. Yeah. He was always the one, he's also the one that said, told me a long time ago, you're, you're breaking 19 in the 5K. Like, okay. you know, we're, we're going to do this. Okay. So he always kind of believed in me before I believed in he, myself. He
2: put that out there yeah. for you. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. Um, but then immediately when I realized what I did and just how great I felt and it was just it was such a cathartic moment for me. And then all of my like, closest friends were just waiting there. I had friends just cheering me on all my in-laws. And then I, it was, I was actually surprised I didn't cry as much as I thought I was going to because okay. I was just felt so good to have the community that I yeah, had. Yeah.
2: So you were support. very supported. And, yeah. so it was, and I was really
0: stoked yeah. about my time.
2: Yeah. Wow. That makes me happy to hear. Stephen would be happy, I think, with that. You know, that version of happiness trumping sadness, I think, in that situation. Definitely. Okay. Uh, Okay, so Detroit half this year. What's big picture for you? Any ideas or just moving, shaking day to day? There's been a lot going on in your life, you know, so.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's kind of the the theme of grief. It's day by day, minute by minute. For me right now, I'm kind of going in the running spectrum year by year. So kind of plan out by year what I want to do. I really like I really like doing halves and focusing on it, but I don't know, we'll see how this five K goes. Maybe I'll do some more five Ks. Yeah. Get some back to, some get more back speedy to stuff. Roots. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, Michelle. Okay. Uh Elise, same question to you. What's next after the five K? Anything planned?
3: No, I think I'm gonna take a not a break break from running, but just like try and be even more chill somehow okay (laughs) like maybe maybe take an off day
2: yeah okay or two yeah a a couple or three maybe even if you're feeling crazy
3: (laughs) yeah i think i might incorporate a weekly weekly off day so yeah nice Nice. good idea Mm -hmm.
2: i incorporate two weekly off days and it's been the key to my success once you turn 30 it gets a little tougher to run every (laughs) day (laughs) <laughs> boy howdy i'll tell you that uh okay uh big picture elise for you you're gonna come over into the ultra world you're a trail gal kind of a hippie seems like it fits your vibe
3: i've really thought about it um but right now i don't have time to even train for a marathon yeah so okay
2: so waiting for a, a time in your life when there's some more bandwidth yep okay
3: yeah when i can like go run for two to three hours yeah yeah
2: well, Olivia told me that she's gonna start ultra marathoning soon. So, <laughs> <laughs> she never said that.
1: <laughs> I fooled you with those couple pado Trail runs. I know. I know.
2: You get me going. And I see you out there. I'm like, oh, what's going on? You should ultra, and Michelle, you should ultra too. But. Absolutely not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Kevin literally told me like, I will not support you in the ultra training. <laughs> He's like. You already dedicate so much time to
2: running. Yeah, I was like, no more, no more. Hard no. I love it, I love it. Um, Michelle, I'll kick this one to you first. Uh, and this is our last vulnerable question, then we'll, we'll finish off with some light stuff. Uh, advice for someone, maybe running curious, wanting to start to run, but a little bit, you know, afraid of getting into it, what would it be and why?
0: I would say figure out what you want to get out of running. You know, is it is it for a workout? Is it for health benefits? Or is it no? I want to try to race and, you know, have a competitive outlet. So first figure that out and kind of adapt to that. If you're first time training for something, I'd say just don't lose. Don't lose the joy part of running. It's really easy to get burnout in a training cycle and get tunnel vision and feel really overwhelmed by the stress of it. And sometimes people don't even realize that their body is telling them, like, I need a break or Mm -hmm. you need to dial it back. And that's when burnout happens. And so I always tell people, you know, it's good to stick to your plan, but it it needs to be adjusted sometimes. So if you're midway through a training cycle and you're feeling really fatigued and, you know, the legs just don't feel right, you're getting new aches and pains that don't seem to be typical soreness, that's your body telling you, you need to take a break and an off day. Um, and it's you're going to get more out of that off day than that seven mile you know junk run that's just filler miles for yeah. your weekly mileage yeah. and that's also you know the PT part of me talking and by the way PTs are the worst patients so I need people to tell me this often yeah. and I recognize that about myself <laughs> but if I follow it I think that's how you kind of stay away from injury stay away from burnout and you keep you keep the running joy
2: yeah keep stay happy
0: life. yeah stay yeah. happy
2: I feel that a lot of these lessons, too. I mean, it's like I already touched on this, but, you know, you go through life, people tell you stuff, or you hear things, and it plants a seed, and sometimes those seeds can turn into full blossoms and be lessons that you learn vicariously through other people, but nine times out of ten, it's mistakes that you have to make yourself to then realize, like, ah, oh, shit, I can't do this anymore. i got to kind of change the way I do it. So, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. I like that. That's a mature... <laughs> You're a mature runner. You've been doing this for some time. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. Why? Thank you. Uh, Elise. Same question to you. Advice. Someone just getting into running, maybe scared about getting into running. What would you tell them and why?
3: That one. That's hard to follow Michelle's answer. <laughs> she um, did
2: it. She did a good job there.
3: Yeah. I guess to add to that, to like run for yourself and not anybody else. Nice. Yeah. Like keep the joy of it. Just do it when you want to and don't do it if it makes you sad. Do it if it makes you happy.
2: Yeah. Make sure it's a positive thing Mm -hmm. and not a punishment.
3: Yes. Never a punishment.
2: Yeah, never. And if it's a punishment, maybe there's a different form of movement you can find. doesn't have to be running, right?
0: Swimming is a pretty good form of punishment. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You're telling me. (laughs) Sheesh. Get on these freaking bikes that I've been on this this summer, dude. Painful. That's a punishment.
0: Painful in the butt.
2: I'm trying to figure it out. Oi Okay. We made it, ladies. Whoo! Oh, my God. It's actually a little bit cooler in here, and I'm not lying this time. It's still, it's still not great.
3: You probably feel like Elise,
0: it. Elise, how are you feeling?
2: Yeah, a little sun, relieved?
3: Yeah, the sun is not hitting me.
2: <laughs> Directly in the face? Yeah. <laughs> she got a nice little tan. She's a little tan. <laughs> 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 Recorded a podcast, had a drink, got a tan. Okay. We're going to go with a couple lighthearted things, and then we'll be done with this beautiful podcast here. What's the plan? My favorite one. I know the OG is good, but that one is just there's just. What's the plan for the big race weekend? What's the plan? What's the plan? okay? Let's talk. Maybe I'll kick this one to you, Captain De Bear. Sure. What's the plan? Uh, Sunday, December uh, Sunday, September, September 11th at 9 a.m.
1: 9 a.m. is start time. Okay. Maybe 9:10 if there's bathroom needs. <laughs> yep, yep. That's the beauty about keeping this so low key we can do whatever we want
2: <laughs> yep. and y'all are in I, charge
1: i feel there's a different type of competitiveness to this because we've been training the whole time together okay. and so it'll just be like another workout together yeah um i like
2: it though it, it's a workout together but you guys have formalized it enough to be like you all know that the day has come for you to cultivate this and really push yeah but it is casual it's, like, it's a kind of like the best of both worlds yeah, yeah.
1: yeah i remember i was talking how big do we want to make this and we're like no, nah, no. Nah, let's keep it small. <laughs> keep it small,
2: and if he, and if at you know, there's a year where you want to make it bigger, you do it again next year or the year after. Maybe you do, but maybe it always stays intimate.
1: Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. We'll see.
2: You're in charge. Yes. <laughs> nice. We're okay. All in charge. Um, so, people. What time do you think people will show up?
1: Um, I asked volunteers. We have lots of volunteers. So grateful for all of them. Um, everybody since they've heard this have been like. Let me know how I can get involved. So that's been great. And the other day I posted on Instagram like, hey, can somebody take photos for us? And now we apparently have four photographers. So we have literally one one photographer per two runners, I think, at this point. (laughs) I can't believe it. It's awesome. Um, So everybody's going to start meeting around 830-ish. Bibs, set up a table, um, just kind of get settled in. And then, yeah, it'll be very laid back. Um,
2: who's who's so starting the race?
1: That's a great question. Yeah, We I, need to figure that out. I haven't signed anybody. This is officially... Do you have a cowbell?
2: You go bandit style and smack the two-by-fours. Yeah, that was, that
1: was the I, backup plan. I yeah. do have those two-by-fours.
2: I bet Kev's got a couple yes. two-by-fours lined
1: <laughs> Steal some off just the <laughs> deck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's chopping off the <laughs> deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and everyone's local, so there's no travel going on, really.
1: We have a little travel. We do have... Um, girls do we got coming from lansing i've lost track we have a couple girls coming from brighton okay. uh, one coming from lansing i think and then a lot of support coming in from everywhere Amazing. um yeah we have a couple of people from lansing coming in just to support and hang out with us
2: okay is there plans post race or just oh maybe that's a thought to do that. yeah maybe at least a little something Think know.
1: about something. We'll see yeah, we'll we'll feel, feel out it. the vibe.
2: Yeah.
0: If it's like there not, will be. We'll just figure it out. Day. Okay. Up. Yeah, there's figure it out.
2: If there if everyone wants to hang, go grab breakfast somewhere, right? Keep yeah. it easy. Yeah. Okay.
0: Elise will lead us to Bill's. Yeah. <laughs> Which will not be open. There's,
2: there's no exit bills, is there? No. no. No, unfortunately. That's the next step for them. <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk pre race nutrition with the gals then. Michelle, we'll start with you. What's what's for dinner before a race?
0: Dinner? I'll I'll do some carbs. I'll dabble in the carbs. You'll Maybe go over not a like carb? not full heavy pasta. Yeah. Okay. At little, least some protein. Okay.
2: Yeah. Like a chicken?
0: Yeah, chicken. Okay. Do that.
2: Maybe a sweet potato?
0: I haven't in a while, but I do love sweet potatoes. It's a okay. good good fuel food.
2: Yeah. What will you put as your carb if you're not doing pasta with chicken? What will you do?
0: Mm, some form of grain.
2: Okay. Maybe some rice.
0: Yeah, I do like I do like a lot of rice dishes. Okay. This really good chicken artichoke. Lemon rice dish. Oh, that actually sounds pretty good. That sounds great. Yeah, (laughs) nice. You just came up with
3: my menu. Yes.
2: Yes. Elise, what about you? Night before, you got a go-to or you just kind of do whatever?
3: I just kind of do whatever. Um, Morning of, I probably would have like a bagel or English muffin or some sort of carb. Something easy.
2: Go with a banana on the morning of or?
3: Banana after.
2: Oh, (laughs) You're a post banana gal, not, huh? Not pre. Not
3: pre. Okay. No.
2: And if it's after, anything special with it? Will you just peel it, just like at the race style banana, like recovery? I guess it
3: depends. Okay. Maybe some peanut butter.
2: Okay. Like Dip it on it, kind of.
3: Yeah. Why not? Yeah.
2: Okay. What's your ideal banana ripeness? You know we got to touch on that. Look um, at Michelle's. They're green as ever. Very green. This That's is crazy here.
3: Like one, the ones I have. You
2: got some. Yeah. So you're like, a banana purist. That's like as yellow as it can can be, yeah. really
3: but like it could be the tiniest bit
2: green oh you want it you would need no, more green
3: no brown
2: oh so these are the ones olivia was holding up are a little too much for you huh mm-hmm. yeah have your preferences changed olivia on the banana no, you to like a baby speckle or do uh, you want no sp- i was like i want a
1: little green on it yeah damn
2: it you guys firm. want you guys want it to be a little more green huh mm-hmm. okay michelle what about you
0: um, maybe a hot take on this podcast but I'm not usually a huge banana person. <laughs> Ooh, that's a
2: hot take. <laughs> you know I had to hit you with that.
0: <laughs> I'm getting like you know A real you. dirty <laughs> look with Adam right now. <laughs> but, want to say a little but there. Okay. I will actually have at least half of a banana before racing. It's like a very specific moment where I'll eat a banana. Okay. So because of that, yes, I'm also a banana purist. I'm like, all yellow with just like a little green on the top. Actually, closer to Olivia's. I Olivia's think. are looking pretty good. Those are huh? a little bit more. This yellow.
2: is a little too too ripe for you. Yeah,
0: it's a little too ripe. Maybe yeah. in a smoothie, I would do that. Mm. Yeah. Yes.
2: I was a little worried about traveling with these ones. Didn't want to damage them, but I had to bring them in. Anyways, <laughs> uh, what about other fruit? The morning of, is there like a berry that you'll do, or do you just kind of what do you do morning of? We didn't touch on. You go oatmeal, or what do you got?
0: Well, this kind of goes back to my issues with the full marathon. I have a lot of issues with eating yes. before. Okay. It leads to a lot of problems. So okay. 5K, I'm definitely not going to do a lot.
2: Okay, so you'll keep it pretty much, like you'll eat the night before and then you'll keep the tank just like water and stuff. Until I'll do,
0: I might do like a protein bar mm-hmm. with like half of a banana. If I'm really feeling like I have time to digest, okay. I might add a little peanut butter to the banana.
2: How much time do you want to digest? What, what kind of time makes you feel comfortable? Two hours?
0: Yeah, Kay. I would say two hours before. Kay. Yeah, I'm real sensitive stomach, unfortunately, when Kay. I race. And the faster I, the faster the race is, the worse it is. The worse
2: it gets. Okay. So, are you a caf, uh, coffee gal?
0: Not before racing. Yeah, if
2: Absolutely you have stomach not. issues, no chance, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What about code brown? Do you try to get a code brown out in the morning, or is that sporadic for you?
0: So, I want to touch on an old, another episode <sighs> of yours. Okay okay amazing (laughs) so there was one episode i think it was kayla okay and she brought up uh like a pre-race anxiety poop or like nervous poop okay and you didn't know what that was i don't i've never heard of nervous (laughs) lord i think there's no way this is unusual i was i had no idea that this was not like a common runner thing okay because like without doubt like before a race I'm going to have a nervous poop multiple
2: like at like, like almost my at, body
0: just knows like
2: at the start line nervous poop or oh, it's like no, morning no. of
0: morning of Kay. luckily it's pretty nice to me in that way okay but yeah it's like time time I wake up Oh yeah, it's like let's let's empty the tank. Like there's that's nothing, nothing's I mean, gonna happen during this race. That's so. a benefit, though, yeah. to you. But it, it's like it's a totally different kind of, you know. And this is
1: exactly round. why we could not have this race in the evening. Remember, <laughs> yes. we were talking about do we want to do this like on a Saturday night, Friday night? we <laughs> were all like, wow. no, because then it'll be like Tree Town Track me all morning and all day. <laughs>
0: <It'll> be, <laughs> it's Like I'm not waiting around all day. but I'm not pooping all day. <laughs>
2: We'd love to hear that Code Brown is a primary decider in time of this race. It's amazing. Uh, Elise, what about you? Are you a coffee gal? You are a coffee gal. You're a big coffee gal.
3: I am, yeah. I'll have like one, like a little bit of coffee before. Like um, just one cup?
2: Yeah. Okay. And does Code Brown come before or after that?
3: Um, Before.
2: Usually before? Yeah. Okay. Is it pretty consistent for you or does it change? I guess yeah, it's
3: pretty consistent. Nice.
2: Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Elise is a little uncomfortable with the Code she Brown stuff. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so so Code Brown comes pre-coffee for you, and that's pretty standard. No big deal. Yeah. Okay. Yep. There you go.
1: You can cut this out, but Elise was definitely texting me before Tree Town, like my stomach's a mess, uh, mess. <laughs> <laughs> this the morning.
2: <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't do well on afternoon <laughs> r- afternoon races either. I, I need it to be kind of cyclical. But you got a gift, Elise. If it's happening pre-coffee on a semi-recurring basis and <laughs> phew, you're doing well you're doing well um okay last section here we go michelle you first what are you dripping on these days you got some nice you're looking nice at like uh tree town you got some like good gear
0: yeah what's on your
2: feet let's start feet oh feet
0: well, this has been a change. Still figuring out if this is the right idea, but um, finally jumped on the carbon plate bandwagon.
2: Oh, you're on the carbon plate I, train, huh?
0: I j- just just started. Okay. Still very fresh. I wore them at Tree Town. Didn't have any major issues, but they still feel very funny to me. Yeah.
2: Is it? Are you in a Nike or a Hoka? What are you in?
0: Uh Saucony. I'm Saucony through and through. You're a Saucony. Happen always happen. Okay. You know, don't change what we're. What the, what the
2: Saucony super shoe? What's it called again? Forget the name. Endorphin. Shoot.
0: Endorphin. Endorphin Pro. Yeah.
2: Endorphin Pro. Okay. Nice. Yeah. What color?
0: Purple, which is cool, but oh, cool. The the one that I really wanted, they were sold out of my size, but also I got it on sale, so I can't complain.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Little little clearance rack kind of deal. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it was like a Saucony sale. Olivia actually
1: messaged the group about it, and I was like, "All right, I'm getting on that. I guess this is wow. the time." Wow, you guys share deals
2: it. with each other on they the were group like chat.
1: Fifty percent off. Yeah. You cannot yeah. beat that.
2: Wow, it's amazing. It's insane. Okay. Yeah. So you're in the super shoe game.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to try it. I was, I'm a little nervous about those, but I, I think I'm going to try it. Okay.
2: And then what about, what's the rest of the kit look like for you? You have like go-to shorts and yeah. shirt that you wear, or what do you got?
0: I always go for black shorts, okay. either my Nike pair or one of these pairs. Okay. And then my top is related to Steven. So we okay. have a memorial fund for him, and we actually created a logo, Okay. my in-laws and I. And um, it's this beautiful photo of him running, like it's a silhouette of him running with Leia running next to him. I wow. actually had to send the graphic designer like side profile photos of my dog and she's like moving around. I'm like, just
3: give me <laughs> one good photo. Come
0: on, and, Leia. <laughs> and there are like mountains in the background and a river and then it's, it's in the shape of steam coming out of a coffee cup. He's a huge uh, he was a coffee, coffee guy. Yeah, he's a snob, a coffee yeah. snob, yeah. yeah. Um, and then it says like Stephen Memorial, Stephen K Memorial foundation. So my sister-in-law took that piece of graphic, that slogan, and then put it on a Nike dry fit, uh, singlet that I chose. Okay. And it's bright, very bright.
2: Do you race in that for like the majority of your races?
0: Now I, now I do. i started at Bayshore. She made it for me for Bayshore and now I'm taking it to every race. Yeah. That's so, yeah, really cool. Definitely. Wow.
2: That's really cool. Okay. Um, so you're repping Steven on the, on the top. What do you got? Uh, you go, you do, you're a sunglass gal. Uh, what you What you doing for the race? Oh, I, you kind of, this is a new thing for you a little bit.
0: Yeah. Chat. So I actually have to figure that out. I've started wearing gooders, especially on the track. It just gets so, it can get really bright. There's yes. just no shade. Yeah. So I feel like I'm going to have to do probably a pair of gooders.
2: Okay. On the,
0: I usually don't like to wear them if I don't have to. Okay. But I feel like I probably have to. Are
2: you a hat gal? No, no, I don't think no. I don't think I've ever seen you in a hat. No. Yeah, most gals aren't hat gals.
0: You know, some that wear them like
1: when it's raining.
2: Yeah, it's tough with the with the hair. I'm in that that hair space. I'm a visor guy because of the hair.
1: Yeah, because you have to do the like low Benjamin Franklin ponytail. Button. It drives me nuts. Nice. It is the Benjamin Franklin. It's not ponytail. flattering. No one
2: likes it down there.
1: <laughs> I love that.
2: I do feel like Benjamin Franklin a bit. <laughs> Thank you, Olivia, for illustrating that. Okay, Elise, what about you? Let's talk about your drip. What are you in running shoe-wise?
3: Um, I have the Nike carbon plate, so the 4%. Damn. They're real pretty. <sighs> yeah, I just Four got colors. them as well. It okay. was a similar sale to the Saucony one. Okay. So Olivia also.
0: Did Olivia
2: tip you off to yeah. it as well? Yes. Jesus.
3: She's a great friend to
2: have. Okay. <laughs> the brands of the world, okay. Olivia is a great Killing saleswoman. Okay. Everybody's
3: piggy banks.
2: <laughs> what color are yours, Elise?
3: Um, They're like a... Highlighter green.
2: Okay. So you're like in the super shoe. You just said, I'm going all in on the super shoes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Nice.
3: Also, it was the sale color. So. Yeah. You can't, you
2: can't really. Beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. What uh, What about you? you? got like go-to pair of shorts that you like or you just kind of wear whatever?
3: Um, I wear Tracksmith. A lot of Tracksmith. Okay. Um, oh, so you're
2: classy. I
3: guess.
2: <laughs> 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 Tracksmith is classy. I would say Tracksmith is like the classy, and, and, and that's just my opinion. Could be wrong, but I like it. It's just like good tasteful like clothes.
3: Yeah, so I'll either wear like one of their crop tops and matching shorts.
2: Nice. Oh, so you like a kit? You like it to like match? Yeah. Nice. Yep. You got it. Mm-hmm. You got it. Uh, what about you? Sunglasses? Yes. Okay. Yeah,
3: I'll wear one of my pairs of Gooders.
2: Okay. You got some Gooders on deck? Yep. Nice. And yep. a hat for you or no hat?
3: Only when it rains or the visor.
2: Okay. You'll yeah. do a visor every now and then? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. visor are good on trail too. If you're out on the trail in the morning.
3: Yeah. Sunglasses you're... don't work on the trail as nope. well. you got to pull them The off. visor.
2: Visor works. Also, when you're going first on a trail, it's like 7 a.m. You're getting all those weird spider webs in your face. Oh. The brim of the hat really always yep. helps there. Yeah. So. Olivia, what about you? We'll kick this to you. We'll, yeah. go, we'll go to drip town with you. Yeah. So, so um, you're, you're rocking all the Rabbit stuff now.
1: I am. I got this really cool kit from Rabbit. But I'm going to switch around. I'm going to actually represent Johnny's uh, coaching business yes, this time around. Yes, wicked he's, bonk proof? He's, yeah, wicked bonk yes. proof. He's, uh, I'm going to get a singlet and represent Johnny and his coaching because he's been so great to me yeah. and my training over the last two years. So, But I will wear some uh, Rabbit shorts. Okay. I'll wear probably my... Um, ASICS meta speed edges that I raced uh, CIM in last year. Okay. Um, I just wore them at uh, CRIM and they worked out great and I felt great. So there's something to be said. And CIM last year went great. So sunglasses, definitely. Fairy field. something about that light at Fairyfield. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Um, so 9 a.m. definitely is a sunglass time at Fairyfield. No hat unless it's raining. Um, I think that's it.
2: That's it. I think that's I covered it. it. Well, we have some gifts for you. You have some socks from (laughs) Volpine. I would assume what size shoe. I'm not going to make you publicly tell me what size shoe you are, but I'm assuming you guys are all under a size nine, maybe, or maybe not. I'm
0: at
1: a nine. You're
2: at at a nine. Small will do. There's for you. (laughs) Thank you. And then pass these over to Elise. We love Volpine socks. Volpine's got the, uh, check this out. They label the sock inside there rather than on the outside. Yeah, it's nice. We love it. it. Nice. Okay, well, we're winding up here, ladies, and it's a little bit more temperate. We probably should have started the podcast at 7 p.m., but that's okay. (laughs) We're here now, and we're doing just fine. Um, Olivia, I want to give you an opportunity, if you'd like to, take the microphone and give these gals any piece of advice for Sunday. Whoa. Two Sundays. I forget you do this. I did
1: not prepare. (laughs) I I should know by now. It started
2: as an accident. I know. And now I just think it's the best way to do it. And if, and if either of you have advice for the other gals, we don't have to have Olivia go first. If anyone's got something to say kind of about this, all in all. Yeah. And if not, no, no worries.
1: Um, okay, so it has been lot of fun planning this with you guys and um, I really appreciate your support and enthusiasm for this 5k and I feel I really feel like it, it wouldn't have happened without you guys and it's been so fun training with you guys and we have two more weeks of workouts left together and it's gonna be so sad when we one go off to school or break off into our own training for the fall, and I re- I'll really miss it. It's been so. It's been something I've looked forward to. It's actually made me learn to love track again. I was just saying a yes. lot. <laughs> yes. Um, and you guys are going to do so great. You guys are such great runners, and I always look up to you guys and your running. And it's I don't know. I and you guys have been, first and foremost have become like my good friends, which is the thing that counts the most. And yeah. I, I'm just so excited, and we'll have fun. And most importantly, yeah. yeah.
2: That's great. <laughs> That's, That's good advice. That made me a little Thanks emotional, so yeah. Olivia. Good job. Good job. least, <laughs> do you have anything you'd like to say? No worries if you don't. It is kind of putting you right on the stage here.
3: I don't have any advice, but I'm just happy that I've kind of gotten out of my comfort zone and I'm actually going to do a race.
2: Nice. Yeah. You had to push your, push your social limits a little bit, and now here you are. Yeah. Excited about it. Nervous, but excited. Yep. Okay. Michelle, what about you?
0: Um, well, first of all, I want to say it definitely wouldn't happen without Olivia, this race. Yes. Really, she snaps to her oh, definitely. Yeah. She's been awesome with it, and it's just been so much fun running with this group. I just want to echo really what you said. And I'm excited for us all to just feel the energy of each other, of the day, of everyone coming out to support us. I feel like if we just kind of feel that vibe and work together... It's It's going to be an awesome morning.
2: Yeah. I'm excited. There's
1: going to be fairy magic. There There always is. There's always a little fairy magic. That's Michelle's quote. (laughs) Fairy magic. That's good. good.
2: Well, I don't have advice for any of you, but I will tell you that as a fan of what you guys are doing, it's been fun to watch this kind of... You guys have kept me updated, you know, every month or two with a little bit of, uh, you know, a little tidbit on what's changed and what hasn't. And I just think that you are in a kind of unique time in the world and a unique place to be I don't know just to kind of be leaders in the space of like I don't know just getting rid of the rhetoric that women aren't as good as men or whatever it is that is out there it's just like watching you all do what you're doing is inspiring to me it's inspiring to my partner Lindsay who is kind of new to the running game and trying to get into it and I've been sharing her kind of with her what you guys have been up to and so I'm just happy that you've developed the PRP to be a part of this, because this, this has been really fun. I'm excited to watch you guys out there hang out. I'll be loud. I'll bring a speaker if you want me to, or we can, yes. keep, we can leave the speakers at home. But I'm a big speaker guy. We Please that. bring that. Yeah. We actually did not
1: talk about that. A little bit of a
2: music, yeah, yeah a little bit definitely. of a vibe. But I just think it's cool. I think what you, what you guys are doing is, is cool and inspiring, and I hope that this is the first of many events that you guys yeah. do. So Thanks for coming on.
1: Yeah, I, I just want to throw it out there one more time. Um, we, I think I'd like to cap it to about 15 to 20 girls. So we definitely have spots for some more. Um, we're trying to keep it competitive to, you know, I would think most of us are trying to run around 19 minutes, um, but definitely some are faster, some are a little slower. Um, so definitely reach out if you're interested. Uh, it's free. Just show up. Um, just let us know your first and last name. We'll get you a bib and that's it. And just come out and have fun yeah and maybe we can do it again next year yeah
2: stay tuned i'll give some call to actions on how to get in touch with these gals in the in the outro so olivia thank you so much for coming on thank you elise thank you you were vulnerable about code brown and i appreciate that (laughs) (laughs) and michelle thank you for being vulnerable i'm glad you were able to kind of share a little bit about your story me too good luck on sunday have fun. Yeah. Thanks, yes yeah. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. Season two, episode 13 of the PRP was recorded in Toasty, Ann Arbor, Michigan, downtown, right in the mix at Ann Arbor Running Company on Ashley Street. Intro, outro, and all of our special jingle jams by the one, the only, Jacob Sigmund. The gals, the gals, the gals. Love those gals. Hope you all enjoyed hearing from them. I'm not sure about you, but I'm super inspired by what they're up to and the way they're doing it. Setting goals, teaming up to work towards those goals as a collective unit, and then, most impressively in my opinion, creating their own platform to put themselves to the test. They ain't waiting around on anything or anyone to get after it. Living life on their own terms. No ceilings. We could likely all take a page out of their books in some, if not all, aspects of our lives. Shout out and can't wait to watch them tear it up on Sunday. Good segue here for the event plug. If you're in Southeast Michigan and you're listening to this episode, whip out your calendar. What day is it? If it's before September 11th, you're in luck. Come out. Support these gals on Sunday at Ferry Field, 9 a.m. I'll be there. Loads of others will be there, too. Come on out for a good time, and I've got a feeling sparks gonna be flying, people. If you're a speedy gal and you're interested in potentially joining the 5K time trial, hit me up ASAP, and I'll get you connected with Olivia post-haste. Adam at preracepodcast.com. Lastly, I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to Michelle for being so brave while we recorded this episode. Michelle, everything you've been through in the past year and change of your life has been incredibly unfortunate. And although you'll likely never fully heal from what you've had to go through, the way you've been able to leverage Steven's love for running and your love for Steven and just strength to keep pushing you forward is incredible. Seriously, dude, you're embodying what life is all about. Doing your best to make what you can out of a devastating situation and inspiring others while you do it. I'm so pumped that you've been able to have the courage to be social and blossom with the bandits. And I'm even more pumped about how brave you were to come and share your story with the PRP and it's wonderful listenership. Shout out to you, your family, all of your in-laws, and most importantly, our guy, Stephen. I wish I could have met you, brother. From what it sounds like and what Michelle tells me, you and I would have hit it off. If you're inspired by Michelle and Stephen's story and want to donate to the Stephen K. Memorial Fund, reach out to me and I'll get you connected with Michelle. You can learn more about donating or getting involved. Again, that's adam at preracepodcast.com. All right, gang. Next episode of the PRP, we're going back to Ultratown, baby. That's right. We're going with the 100-miler. It's a local one featuring a local legend. What local race are we talking about? What local legend is joining? You're going to have to tune in to find out, but I'll give you a little hint. The way it's spelled is not the way it sounds. Be well. Be nice to other people. Come cheer these gals on on Sunday morning at Ferry Field, 9 a.m., September 11th, and enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your run. Enjoy the rest of whatever it is you're doing, and we'll see you back here next time.
1: This is elise clark and this is olivia
2: Bear. and
3: this is the women's, women's 5k <laughs> i thought we
1: were saying it together
2: we are i tried you, okay. when she talks in her mic does it sound way lower than ours very low yeah, yeah. it doesn't sound know. as crystal clear it sounds muffled i don't hear myself as loud yeah okay. know if that's normal. let's figure this out oh. let's figure this be out closer? i don't think so i don't think it's a you problem um, you're pretty close
1: were you starting off with women's or are we starting off with Fairy Field? Fairy I, oh, Field, shoot. women's. That, maybe Five that's eight. why. Uh, <laughs> okay.
0: This is Michelle Kane. Okay. Yeah,
1: weird. Mm-hmm. What
2: is it doing? Hmm. Let's see. Hold on. We can, I can do some. I can get some troubleshooting going. Oh, you know what? Uh huh. Good or bad? Oh no, good. We figured it out. It's just because I've never had a fourth. I've never had a fourth in here. Ah. Okay. Here we go. Oh gosh, I'm sorry.
0: Okay. Now talk. This is Michelle K. Okay. Oh, keep talking. Keep ta- This is the Fairy Field Women's 5K. There oh, we go. Now okay. I, yeah, this sounds way,
2: way better. Oh yeah, <laughs> Michelle, welcome. Okay.
0: I've Woo. joined the party.
2: Man, I was sweating because. Of that. <laughs> okay. Now we're good. Now we're good. Can we talk about?
1: We have to talk about how hot it is in here on this podcast. Oh yeah,
2: it'll be like one of the first things we talk about.
1: Okay.
3: <laughs>